You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. And today I want everyone to join us in welcoming to the pod a, bra- a Bravo meme enthusiast, a fellow Jax Taylor truther, newfound Marriott's Medicine convert, and Dorinda Medley legacy bone carrier. She's starting and she's finishing. Taurus Sun, Cat Moon, liberalizing IG icon, Lily. Hey, um, <laughs> what does a, ja- a fellow Jax Taylor truther mean? Um, I think to me that means, because I think this is when the, we were having a conversation. Um, when we were talking about like Jax is like basically a sociopath. I don't think a lot of people kind of realize that he's just like not who he claims to be. <laughs> gotcha. Yes, we have had that conversation, and I was like, um, I feel like it was a, a maybe a while ago. Everything feels like it was um, both yesterday and a long time ago this past year, so yes. it's hard to keep track of what, what I said to anyone and yeah. when. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so true. Yeah. But thank you for having me. Like, this is a dream come true for me because I, um, I've i heard your book podcast, but then when you really got into Kendrick's of Housewife Marvel podcast chart, I was like, what do I have to do to get these, get this, my chart read for filth? Like, I need to know <laughs> why I am the way I am, and I need you to tell me how do I get this to happen? <laughs> Always. Who I does Brielle have to blow to, um, to get you a reading? <laughs> I actually like literally almost said that right now, but I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, Ethan, end of the podcast. Do I need to talk about children blowing people for, for, for getting a fucking chart read? So, um, <laughs> And the answer is yes. There's no limits. There's no bounds with us, truly. We'll talk about anything. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's awesome. But I mean, I just didn't want to, you know, start it off with um, uh, children blowing people adjacent conversation. But good to know. We can just dive right in there. Um, (laughs) But yeah, who do I have to blow? Who does Brielle have to blow to get my chart read? I need myself explained. Um, and I've listened to some other folks that like friends with like, uh, Stephanie, the Mocha Minutes podcast. Um, I listened to her episode and I was like messaging one of you while, um, I was listening and I was like, oh, so Stephanie and I are both Capricorn moons. And then you guys also revealed that Candy's a Capricorn moon and she's also yes. a Taurus. Yeah, so I was like, "Oh my God, is to- is Candy the same all like the same top three that I am? That would be crazy." And then um, I was also messaging you guys about Quad because she's like eleven days younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and as much as I love Quad, there's a lot of like n- uh, not so great things about her that I mm. also have seen in myself. So I was like, "Oh, I want." I mean, there. There's, there's some, I mean, I, I feel like I have grown and changed and become a lot more self-aware than most of the cast of Married to Medicine, if, if I'm going to be honest, um, both, both legacy and um, current, but um, I think that um, there are just some things like the quad would do is like, 
girl, I can't believe we're the same age because like the stuff that I would I was doing like 10 plus years ago. So I was like, oh, I wonder about Claude's chart too. But I think you guys told, I think whoever I spoke to said that you weren't sure what time either of those ladies were born. So. Right. That's the, um, that's like the catch with these people is that some of them, like, for example, redacted, well, I'll say her name, Stassi. She, um, like she tweeted out her birth time. Like she was like, all you all have been asking, like, I'm going to put you out of your misery. Here's what time I was born. So that really helps, but you know, not, not as many people are so giving, if you will. Okay. Um, and redact when you if you were to say redacted, I knew exactly you're talking about. I've been <laughs> I, I'm I'm friends with the Bravo World Black account, so we've been calling her that for a good six seven months. You know, since she was she was redacted. So yeah. I <laughs> Wait, can I ask you a really quick Dorinda note? This is just very side note. Yeah. Okay, so I was just watching. I've been watching season seven. Like, I, I rewatch random seasons, like, different franchises, try to, like, mix it up, you know, just refresh the memory. And I'm fascinated by Dorinda's former life in London when she was mm-hmm. Doris and all of that. And I didn't realize she said she moved to London in her 20s. Do you have any idea if she had married the guy and then moved there? Or did she just move to London on, like, a leap of faith and then, like, fell into this wonderful life? Like, do you know Dorinda's or Doris's, like, origin story? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not really all that well versed on Dorinda. Like, I'm, I'm legitimately like not a big fan of hers. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, is that um, is that out of pocket for this podcast? Are you guys Dorinda stands? Um, she's left us in all. I think anyone who did like Dorinda, everyone's in a tough spot. Even if you like her, you don't like her. We can all agree hmm. Dorinda was a monster as of late. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, that's kind of where I'm left. Like, it's not how I always felt. Um, mm-hmm. But um, I did do like a Roni rewatch before I went on Taria's WeGo podcast um, way back when in October. Because um, I know we are going to touch on Bethany, which I'm a former Bethany stan. Like, I, I, she, she lost me before the WAP stuff, but um, uh-huh. that's where she really <laughs> lost me. But I did redo a Roni rewatch, so I feel like a lot of it was top top of mind um, whenever I've answered questions about Roni or like commented about it. But my memory says that Dorinda, um, that Rick was Richard British. I feel like he was. Yeah. Did I make that up? He was. Oh, okay. You're right. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like she married him and then moved to London. But I don't know. Dorinda, if you're listening, please let us know. That's <laughs> what my brain is telling me. But um, like what other, like what, I guess I don't understand how else she would have moved there. Like, was she a woman of means pre-Richard? It feels like not based on stories I've heard. Right, but then it also, I was, like, getting interested in, like, whose hand is that? And, like, because remember when that whole debacle with the slippers happened and she was like, I would never wear Ralph's tartan was the word she used. And I'm like, who's Ralph and what's a tartan? And I think Ralph's tartan, Ralph is the dad of Hannah. So I think this guy Ralph is, like, some guy about London or some guy about town or something. Hmm. 
Um, huh. So a tartan is basically um, your coat of arms. So like um, the Morgan crest, if you look at the Morgan, I mean, I'm assuming we, you know what I mean when you say, when I say coat of arms, it's a very like white, mm -hmm. white British, uh, even European thing. Mm -hmm. So like, um, I don't remember Hannah's last name or Ralph's last name, but I think he's Irish of, of like maybe Irish American descent. So like if that's what a tartan is, meaning like she wouldn't like go around rocking Ralph's coat of arms and on her if she were to create like a clothing line. So that's uh, okay, what okay. that meant. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I come from like complete poor white trash, but my, my last <laughs> name has a coat of arms in Ireland. So it really oh. means, yeah, like, yeah, everybody with like an English, Irish last name, even German, like they have coat, they have coat of arms if they like, um, haven't been manipulated too much when upon like emigration. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, so it really doesn't have to do anything with money. It just has to do with like where your name comes from. But um you've given me homework <laughs> yummy yeah, I mean, you've brought a lot already i didn't know any of that oh well i'm from the east coast i went to private school like i i think i like know a lot about like what rich people do but i don't actually do those things okay cool <laughs> i can understand i can relate on some level yes rich or poor fascinating it's definitely like a rich people thing to like to like walk around with like their crest like on their clothing so like okay it, it makes sense that like a morgan would do that but mm, okay I, I i do feel like maybe sonia is just a little too morgan adjacent rather than part of the family to be doing so and capitalizing on it i do think that that's a little weird mm. right yeah, I wanted her to sell those slippers so bad, but I was also like, who the fuck is going to buy this slipper that basically says, like, I'm a Morgan on it? Like, I'm not going to buy the Morgan slippers. <laughs> I guess the deer was cute, though. It was like a little red deer, right? Yeah, I hope she sold some. Like, I haven't seen anyone. Have you seen anyone in the IG Bravo community ever with the slippers? I haven't. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean, now that they're in Walmart, they might become more prevalent. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I saw her shit on Walmart. I wonder if it'll ever hit, like, stores. Um, is it just Walmart.com, then? That I think so. Oh. I think so. Oh, poor Sonya. <laughs> That's just the general... So hard. Oh, yeah. That's just the general, I guess, sentiment people have when they think of Sonya. It's like, oh, just poor thing. <laughs> yeah, she can't catch a break, but she's kind of in her own way. Uh, definitely in her own way. Yeah. Um, um, just a side note before we move on. Ralph Lynch is an ex-celeb, ex famous ex-celebrity spouse. He is, um, he is British. Um, so perhaps Durand already lived there when she met Richard. Mm -hmm. Okay. So okay. That's just a quick Google. I'm not going to do any more homework while we're talking. <laughs> no, that's fine. But just so we can 
tie that up with a bow yeah that makes sense okay that's good to know yeah i just need it to know yeah. uh, so jay do you want to just tell lily like who her housewife placements are yeah, so basically, um, we're going to talk about like who you are in terms of housewives. You've already listened, so I'm sure you kind of know where we're going with this, but we're mm-hmm. just going to tell you who you are in terms of housewives. So <clears throat> let's start with Roni, mm-hmm. and we'll start with your sun sign. So this is all the Taurus signs. So in Roni, you're a Luann de Lesseps, a Kristen Takeman. And a Jelly Belly Kelly. <laughs> me? She's a Taurus. Isn't yeah. that shocking? She's got what she what is she must be all earth everywhere else. Like <laughs> she's an absolute nut. And I was like, I don't know. Her moon's in cancer, which I mean lets us know a little something, but honestly doesn't account for nearly as nuts as Kelly is. <laughs> oh, what I meant is she must be air everywhere else, not an earth. Um, she's just like she's so ungrounded for like very flighty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So her moon's a Cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hmm. All right. Um, from Ronge, you're a. Uh, oh, I know. <sighs> yeah, you're a Teresa Judice. I. <laughs> yeah, and then a Jacqueline Larita. <laughs> I'm Jacqueline Larita too. Okay. She's also an unhinged Taurus. Okay, so the thing about like being on TV and um, like I don't like I feel like I've heard other podcasters say this like if I were on TV I probably would look completely like out of control too because yeah. like I don't I wouldn't I don't know how to do I don't know how to reel it in really well so like luckily I don't have cameras on me all day so like I mean for the most part I'm fine but like the moments in which the cameras would want to catch they would I would provide it for them so (laughs) I I, I, um there uh people blame editing but there's also like um the factor of like well you did act that way on tv so do you know anything else though about Teresa's chart like She's got to have some sort of fire in there, right? Yeah, we spoke. Jay, do you want to talk about Teresa? Yeah, we were talking about it on our last um, podcast episode. Yeah, uh, she has a she has a fire moon, so she's a Leo moon. Um, well, and and while that's you know fine and dandy, I guess in and of itself, to have like a Taurus and Leo major placement. They're both fixed signs, which means that they're both very, uh, in one word, stubborn. Um, amongst other mm-hmm. things, but stubborn is like kind of the one thing that really comes to mind. So mm-hmm. you just think of Teresa, where it's just like she just doesn't let shit go. <laughs> like she has right. the, the the grudge holding down. She has the materialism down. She has the I want to be the star down. Like it's all of that just in one person, and and she doesn't let things go. She we were saying, um, you know, the problem that people, I feel like, have with, they're running into with Teresa, they start these fights with her, and then they think they're going to get, like, a rational response afterward, like, they think that she's going to, like, let up, and you need to have endurance if you're going to fight with Teresa, because she's not going to ever let go, like, sleep with one eye open. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You know, like, you'll, you'll think, 
this shit is over and then she'll come back at some point and hit you where it hurts and you're like dang like i thought we got over this no it's really not yeah, she, what she says she's completely like scorched earth like yeah you wrong yes. her, like your your life's burned down um <laughs> I'm not like, I like, I don't, I'm not like that. Um, I actually forgive probably way too easily, but, um, yeah, I knew, I knew that Teresa and I shared a sun sign. It's not something I'm proud of. (laughs) (laughs) I think every sign has at least like a person or two on the housewife's list that just like, it's not the best look, you know, that happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from Atlanta, this the Atlanta list is honestly interesting to me. You're a Drew Sador. Okay. You're a Kim Zolciak. Mm. You're also a Kim Fields. Mm. And of course, Queen Candy. That is interesting. That just really runs the gamut of like personalities right there, too. Absolutely. The most wow. tours I would say of that list to me stands out like Candy's pretty touristy, but like Kim Zolciak is too. Yeah. Um, Candy's the total tourist cat mode now. Like, mm-hmm. I, like she, like even more than me. Like I, that's why I was like curious about her rising sign because like she she like works nonstop and just gets 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 gets. And there's part of me that that there is that, but the Libra in me is like. Mm-hmm. You deserve a. You deserve to relax. You should have. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's totally. The, she pro, she most definitely would not have a Libra rising. She, yeah, she doesn't have the time to stop and smell the roses and like relax and enjoy life. No, it's she working all has, day. She probably has like a fire rising. I could see that too. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. Um. Yeah. She's yeah. That list not, is like, so crazy, though. Yeah, that is crazy. Like. It really shows you like what, like what the tourist does not really like stay in one place in terms of like what a tourist sun moon, mm-hmm. moon mean and tourist sun means rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what's yeah. kind of um something to note about like Earth signs and air signs, those signs like water signs and fire sign sun placements are way more powerful in terms of personality. They have more of a impact on your personality versus when you have like an earth sun or you have an air sun your other placements play a, a, a larger role because it's kind of like a not mutable in the time in the terms of mutable signs but just like a mutable like more even playing field that allows your other placements to flow that's mm-hmm. just something to note too so like that's the thing about tauruses or like really any earth and air sign they can range a lot because their other placements matter more mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Um, good news for you. You're no one from Dallas. <laughs> okay, I'm all right with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then in Potomac, you're uh, Karen Huger. I did know that. Yes. I'm okay That's with that. That's a good that. one. Yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. She's our queen. In OC, you're Gina oh. K. <laughs> oh, yeah. I did know that. She's actually not that far apart from me either in terms of age yeah she is kind of young I was I remember being shocked by her having like the whole drama with the husband like all those kids already I was like she's young mm-hmm. um Which and then Miami were you a Miami watcher 
I've never seen Miami and I'm embarrassed. It's my, um, I, I binged Married to Medicine and finished the day before the, the season aired, like last few weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. But Miami's next on my binge. Because it's on Peacock, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm gonna, it's, it's the, I'm next on my Bravo binge after I finish Jenny and Georgia, which I'm, I currently can't stop watching. Wait, what is Jenny and Georgia? Oh, it's this show on Netflix. Um, and it's uh, about like. Is that the one um, King is in? No, that's uh, like Happy Family or. Oh, okay. Like um, it's <laughs> Way it's off. been like trending for like a month, and I don't. It doesn't have anybody of note other than. Um, yes. The, yes. Yes. The mayor's wife from Schitt's Creek. She's in it, but that's like the only person oh, okay. I recognize. But um, did you, um, I can't remember the name of the book, but the, it's, it, the premise is like the mom's kind of a scam artist and she's like a young mom and her and her mixed daughter and her son are moving to the small town in Massachusetts. And it's kind of a, com- a dark comedy, but it's also like dealing, it's also like deals with, um, how this teenage daughter who's of, of uh, mixed race is like goes through life as a 15 year old with a severely dysfunctional family who's moved like 12 times and also um, trying to fit in in like a pretty like ups like um, upper middle class like Massachusetts town and I may not be selling it that well but it actually is like I've wa- <laughs> I watched seven episodes yesterday um, Okay. So it's like one season, right? Or is it multiple or at this no, point? No, it just came out in February. So it's the one season okay. and I'm definitely like hoping there's another one. Okay. Cause um, I've been, yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been seeing it on like, you know, like the, the top, top 10. 10 and yep. it's number one for like weeks. I'm like, what is this show? Like, what? Yeah. Okay. I might look into it right now. I'm like super hooked on Peaky Blinders. Like Oh, I never saw that, but I have heard it's good. Yeah, I've heard great things. Good. I, I had started watching it like a while ago, and then for some reason I couldn't get into it. And then Cillian Murphy, or I'm assuming that's how you pronounce his name, he's like the main character, but he's kind of scares me a little bit. Um, so <laughs> I feel like I couldn't watch it because just something with his eyes, they're like very like piercing, and it just makes me nervous. I don't know. And so, mm-hmm. uh, and he always plays the bad guy, and I'm always a little weary when somebody's always playing the bad guy in, in the show. But I was like, you know what? Let me do it because everyone keeps saying it's so good. And I went back to watch it, and I literally cannot stop. Like I'm hooked. I'm already on season two. I mean, when did you start? Uh, yesterday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but to be fair, there's only six episodes of first season, so. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is Tom Hardy in that? No, I. But I know who you're talking about. He does look like Tom Hardy a little bit, but it's not Tom Hardy. Or maybe Tom Hardy is in it later, but as of season two, he's not in it right now. I just might be mixing up, like, my period pieces. <laughs> um, there was a show that Tom Hardy was in that seemed like a similar time period. But Cillian Murphy, like, he is scary looking, but he's also, mm-hmm. like, extremely attractive at the same time. Like, he's fascinating for me to look at. Like, I, I kind of can't look away. It's very moth flame. 
it's like I know like I like should be scared of this guy but like he's very intriguing to watch and and I think he plays his character really well um mm-hmm. it's like I want to look away but I can't but I am but I'm not like it's he just he, he makes me very confused and flustered and so it took me a while to kind of get over that in order to watch the mm-hmm. show but everyone listening I remember, it's good yeah I remember like finding out how short he was too and then like I think originally, like, upon first glance, I was like, oh, he's hot. And then, like, I found out he was, like, really short, and I was like, oh, that's, <laughs> that, that detracts. Sorry that's funny. That. I wouldn't have assumed he was short. I never thought about his height. And he's way thin. He's usually sitting down or something. Like, I, w- the first thing I think of when I think of him is the judge in Inception. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right? Not, he that's, looks that's him, the right? way they do the camera angle on that. They make him look huge or like just Classic, tall. Though. Like yeah. Right. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. The first thing I think of, you know, what I think of, which is like really low budget of me. Hmm. Um, you're a low budget bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think of. I don't know if you, any of you, have seen that movie, um, Red Eye. But he was no. with, with <laughs> okay, bitch. <laughs> I think it was like I've never seen it. Yeah, he's in a movie with like Rachel McAdams, and basically he's like this creeper stalker, like boyfriend or something, passenger on a plane, and he like stalks his girl and like is like a killer. So that's why I'm like every time I see him, he's doing some sort of weird killing shit. So that's why just, when I think of him, I think of him in Batman. Some weird, some other dark movie. Like he's always yeah, in some <laughs> noir. That's the movie. He's the judge. No, Inception. He, but he's, he's in Inception too. Oh well, the movie. Or but he, he might be the judge in in the Batman, but he's also yeah. in Inception though. Where he sends them out into the ice and like. Yes, yes, yes. That is Vanessa. Is the Dark Knight. Okay. Um. So I did. I just googled it. He's five seven, which is actually the same height as me. So I guess he's not that short. But um. That is. Sh- but in a movie with Bane, you're short if you're five seven. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't have any knowledge of Miami, but since I'm going to watch it, please indulge me. Okay. Yes, and then you could just come back and listen if you know, whenever you get to Miami. But you're uh Leah Black, who she's like the LVP kind of of Miami. Sniper from the side? Um, not necessarily the sniper from the side, but she is like the grand dame, you know? She's okay. that figure in the middle, like holding the center. I don't even remember if they hold anything in Miami. A key um, yeah. <laughs> like an orange? No, no, orange is already taken. Mm. What, it, it, I mean, what, I, what do you think of when you think of Miami? Am I just showing my age when I think of cocaine? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, no, cocaine would fit. Yeah, that's why I said a kilo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they turn around with it just like a uh, brick. <laughs> cut this. Cut this. Never mind. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, and then you're also an Alexia from Miami. She's a super hot, like, she's more of the, she's like the hot mom tourist. Like, the character, like a, she's not Kim Zosiak, but I would compare her to Kim in that, that she's that type of tourist. She cares about the looks, the the huge tits, the blonde hair, but like, her storyline is that she's a mommy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you're also Joanna Krupa, who is the model one on this show, you know, very tourist. She's a model. Um, now, you may know Joanna Krupa of 
Muhammad fame from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because apparently, allegedly, he told Brandy and Yolanda that he had sex with Joanna and that her vagina did not smell the best. Hmm. And they actually, there was a whole lawsuit over it, like Joanna sued Brandy over repeating it. About, about having like stank vagina smell? Yeah. Oh, you sued her for like that's, defamation. That sounds worth the the uh, the retainer for the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, like your whole brand is kind of that you like screw around and like you're hot, so it's not the best look for someone to be coming out. And it's Muhammad, like is is who's saying it? Kind of powerful dude. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. So she sued her. Definitely seen a lot of punana. Oh, um, for sure. Muhammad so gets he knows, fucked. He knows a good smelling one when I, he finds it. I guess. Um, I would like the, the, our audience to know that this, the smell of the vagina is not a tourist aspect. Um, that has nothing to do with her sun sign. <laughs> right. This the two are not correlated. Share. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, speak up for yourself, for, for sure. Tauruses, don't. We're not talking about you. We're talking about Joanna. Um, but yeah, so that that is that on that. Is there any one of those Tauruses? I mean, Candy shares the exact same sun and moon, but do you relate with any of those Tauruses in particular? I don't. I don't. Not on the top of my head. Like, um, I guess maybe Candy, just because I I do know that we share the same moon, um, and I tend to get fulfillment from being like overly busy despite it's the repercussions of it on my own health and my own like family or environment so I think that there's um I I definitely share that with her um like I mean it doesn't hurt that I got grand dame in two different cities um Mm -hmm. I'm okay with that it's probably something that a younger version of Lily would have been like of course um but now I'm a little less interested in the spotlight um but do we know any other people from married to medicine of of of, do we know other than quads like we know she's a we know she's a Taurus is there anyone else from that cast I think just quad because I mean Lisa Nicole Cloud she's a Libra so I mean not a Taurus but a Libra but so I don't think those are the only two I could think of off the top of my head do you think of anybody that's a Taurus? Oh I don't know. Are you asking Jay? Yeah I was asking Jay. <laughs> oh uh, yeah that really wasn't clear. Um no I, I think it's only like quad. Quad's only one that gives me those Taurus vibes anyway. Everyone else is like super emotional and like, well, Quad is too. Yeah. But like very emotional, very um, yelly, <laughs> very screaming. <laughs> so um, yeah, I think that's it. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. We'll talk about your cat mode. And we didn't really give the preface we always give, which is like the sun is your outer self. It is literally like the sun, like the sun rays. Think about it. When you walk outside, the first thing you feel, see, anything is the sun. So that's uh, that equivalent means that. Now, on the flip side, the moon is just that. It's It rules you, but later in the day, more intimate. Like, think about how the moon is dark and so you don't get to see everything. I think of the moon as that kind of too. I mean, every planet is kind of like its planet, which is kind of interesting, but 
a moon's not a planet, but you you, you catch my drift. But right. in so, astrology, yeah. it's considered yeah. Um, your moon is the you that you would typically see at night in your home. It's a more intimate you. And it's the you that way less people know. Like, it's always brewing underneath you. Think of it like your id, um, mm-hmm. if you're thinking, like, psychology mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but, again, it's not everyone gets to know you. And it's your emotions. And it's, like, the deeper end of you. And, like, how you kind of alluded to earlier of, like, maybe a younger you would have wanted this, but an older you wants that. Like, your moon is kind of mm-hmm. your older you. So, like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Like you said, like, your Taurus you when you were younger would have loved the spotlight, da da da, but like your Capricorn is kind of now phasing it. So you'd rather just be kind of cool behind the scenes, like putting your work in, you don't have to be recognized for it necessarily. Mm-hmm. So um, your Capricorn moon, the ladies that you have here, um, you have an Aviva, a Cindy, and a Bethany from Roni. Who's Cindy? Cindy Barshop, season four. Oh, bangs, right? Yes, bangs. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I too have bangs. So I, I, I'm here. I don't so remember we see each her. other, okay. I, we do see each other. I don't remember if she sucked or not, but um, I do remember bangs. She um, kind of blends really into the background much. for me. Yeah. She, yeah. Um, season four was not as bad as people say it. It was. Now, like, hindsight's twenty twenty. Season four is not that bad, but Cindy d- wasn't the Bethany figure they were hoping she was. So yeah. I've got Bethany and Aviva and Cindy. Yes. Cindy. What a group. <laughs> yeah, what a what a grouping. Um, and then from, I guess you're a Jacqueline through and through too because your range is Melissa, Jacqueline, and Dolores. Jacqueline Marita. What's her It's shocking. Sign? I never disliked Jacqueline Marita. So this, um, I mean, I haven't, I started watching The Real Housewives through a completely different lens um, this past year. Before mm-hmm. it was just kind of like an escape from reality. Like this is trash TV. I'm putting that in quotes. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas now I'm kind of like watch through like a um, mental health lens. This is a microcosm of our real life lens. Mm-hmm. Especially now that like real life stuff is coming up, COVID, Black Lives Matter, etc. So, um, like, I really, like, um, it's interesting, like, because I feel like a lot of stuff can, like, always be hearkened back to the the Real Housewives. I, like, I no longer, like, refer to, like, the Bravo, the Bravo television shows as, like, trash TV. I mean, some Mm -hmm. of it is, but, like, um, I think that when I did, like, I, like, I did like, quote, unquote, Jacqueline Larita, it was because, I really just, um, I just really enjoy people coming for Teresa. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, they don't have to be right or wrong. Um, <laughs> they can like, go either way. Like um, the, the, the Jackie Goldschneider of it all. Like mm-hmm. I think that she's extra as fuck. Um, and I think that she purposely like came, I, I think that she came on to, Ron- to Ronge. <laughs> to New Jersey as um with the intent of like I'm gonna take her down 
Oh, for sure. Um, she was a fan first. She was at her book signing. It's like when like the uh, like mm-hmm. John Lennon's number one fan killed him. It's like that kind of vibe. Like she's she's at the signing. She's getting her book signed, and then she's applying for Real Housewives of New Jersey to take Teresa down. I yeah. I just it, you can just tell that like she has an agenda. And those early seasons of Jersey, I think were so good because there were so many people that were just like, I am not dealing with your shit. Teresa did make like a really good point at that reunion where she's like, do you see any of them here? Absolutely. Um, And we do not. The truth is, is we do not. Um, (laughs) And I think of it's just because like the, the firestorm that would exist if we did bring back someone like a Carolyn Manzo, like they're probably afraid of the liability because um, Teresa is so unhinged. Like, I don't think that, I think Bravo is scared of her. <laughs> I mean, she like, physically shoved Andy and threw him aside. So I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, he claims that he, he didn't think anything of it. Um, no, he definitely didn't. He loves her. Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. he really does like Teresa. Like, because yeah, there's yeah. just there's just nobody that's gotten the you know the as many passes and opportunities for creative license as Teresa. Absolutely not. And we've I know you've talked about this. Other people have talked about this, but it it's um, it deserves reiteration. They stopped production while she was in prison. She is a felon. Um, and they continue <laughs> to like have her the star of the show so much so that they made a spinoff while she's in prison and stopped production of the show. Teresa checks in. Yes, Teresa checks in and like the devastation their family's going through like this, like, um, I know we've got other housewives with spinoffs that involve weddings, um, and the logic behind why tardy for the party is a thing I cannot explain, but because usually it's people with like, you know, pretty large platforms that people care about. And mm-hmm. Kim Zoltiak kind of doesn't have that. What are the um, ratings like? I'm about to go on Bravo TV ratings. Keep talking. Yeah, keep going. Keep yeah, do that. Um, I really want to know, but like, I feel like I've heard that they're like absolutely horrible and there's like no reason that it should be, it should be on TV, but, but yeah, she's like, Another, she's just like, obviously is this franchise. And if you think about like who would, if they took Sharice away right now, like why would we tune in? I would, I love Marge. I don't like what she's done to her face, but I do love her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, I honestly, like, I don't think that she would keep me tuning in. Dolores too. Like I also love her, but I'm pretty Uh sure she she voted for Trump. I do like what she provides to the television show, but I don't think she could, she would be as interesting without Teresa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think like, um, I think I've heard you guys talk about some voting records Um, (laughs) and a lot of the things that uh, have come out about the way certain people vote definitely like um, tinge the lens of how Mm -hmm. I see them. For sure. Uh, so like when people are like, I love Frank Catania and I'm like, yeah, but like he donates to like Trump and yeah. he, he doesn't love you. <laughs> the Jersey right. OC cast in Dallas are like always what comes to mind is like, they're conservative. Like, don't get it twisted. There's some conservatives on other casts who don't 
get it twisted either, but those casts as an overall are just, it's a, just a conservative cast. Yeah, like anybody, like I, I feel like anybody who wants to like protect their money is not going to vote for people who want to like spread the wealth. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. like that. Um, I mean, some people do, but I, I think that um, they're they're in the minority. But um, but back to Jacqueline the Rita. So like, how I used to watch the shows also was like I used to um, like I would have a visceral reaction to a, a character and be like, I don't like them. But now I'm really trying to like watch with the um, with the idea of like okay, I know Kenya is just like, she, she triggers me, Candace triggers me, like, there's something about Lindsay Hubbard that triggers me, but are mm-hmm. they good for TV? They're so good for TV. So I have a real, I'm really starting to train myself out of, well, like, if I don't want to hang out with them, I don't like them on my television, and I have to really, like, move away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't want to hang out with Mary Cosby, but she's, <laughs> she's tv good gold yeah. she's tv gold um agree i pr- so and jen shaw like i think that she pre all of the stuff coming out was tv gold too i have moved away from that theory but um mm-hmm. i think that like the people that tend to like make me you know want to run for the hills are the people that like really are the reason we tune in like Teresa um and the people that like have the 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 balls to take her on I I'm here for it so I don't know I know that I know that I've heard either you guys or some guests say like Jacqueline is is not your favorite Jacqueline Marita so um, nope I know that you've said that. Yeah, I figured. Um, but I, <laughs> I don't it's just she's unhinged being... a little bit. And I don't think I knew that the first time I watched it again. Like, okay. it's it's so interesting when you rewatch, especially like, obviously, it's always going to be two different times in your life. And like, I was watching mm-hmm. a show when I was when it was airing. I was such a little kid at that point. Like, I didn't know shit about shit. So now <laughs> that I'm older and I'm rewatching, I'm like, whoa, Jacqueline was like kind of crazy. Like, but when I was little, I was like, oh, Jacqueline's just like, she's cool and she seems fine. Like, I didn't really make a note of her. She wasn't like a character I would think yeah. of. A lot of them like fly under the radar for me and I just pull nothing from them. Like, they just don't I mean anything to, to me. I need to do a Jersey rewatch, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah, yeah, Old Jersey's my favorite. It, I mean, yeah, I remember, like, it being really, like, rich with mm-hmm. content, um, but I think that um, in my, so in my recollection, I haven't watched Jersey since I watched it the first time, but in my recollection, Jacqueline Marita becomes unhinged because of Teresa, am I wrong, or does she just flying off the handle for, um, uh, without context? The thing I is, think- she does, if she explained it herself, I believe she would say it was at the hands of Teresa. But what was so interesting was, also in hindsight, Teresa is a horrible person, but she didn't do nearly <laughs> enough to make Jacqueline, like, unravel like that. So really, it's kind of a one-woman show in the Jacqueline unraveling, and mm. Jacqueline is filling in a lot of pieces for herself, and she's, you know, doing her own dialogue with herself to get herself to the point of, like, losing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so wise one, a wise person once told me that no one can make a sane person go insane. Yes, yes. So, um, mm. 
clearly we had um, <laughs> some mere mere skinny threads that were hanging by hanging by before Teresa. Came <laughs> <in>. <laughs> just, well, just, I mean, like, just Ashley was already. Ashley was already putting her through the ringer. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the combination of Ashley's bullshit and then Teresa's flipping and I think it just... Right, I want, even I, Ashley... No, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, I just really wanted to tell you like how interested I was when you guys were going into um, whatever the name of that... What is the name of that freaking like event space? Um, the oh, the movie. Brownstone. The brownstone, like I was just like eating my virtual popcorn when you were talking about like how that's like a, an alleged, um, like yeah. Ponzi scheme, money, money laundering, hideout, yeah, for sure. The first time I just watched know Jersey, what... I I of course know the connection with the mafia in Jersey, but I never made the connection that these people were involved them. in that and like I feel so I, I want to like go back and smack myself um no seriously like that's why course, I was going to make the point course. also about like Jacqueline and Jacqueline's daughter Ashley like Jay brought her up like when I was younger and I watched this I was thinking she's such an anomaly where did Ashley come from like oh my god she's nothing like her mother and it's like now I'm older I'm like no like those are learned behaviors from Ashley from her mother who mm-hmm. is Jacqueline mm-hmm Yep. So the same thing about the mob shit. Like I, you know, I'm naive. I'm just thinking sausage, uh, pasta. Like I'm not thinking much. And then I was like, wait, no. And then especially in the lens of we had watched The Sopranos like semi recently, I was like, let me go back and see what this is all about. It was too many connections, and I'm like, oh, okay, like something's not right. I have absolutely no yeah. excuse because I had just finished The Sopranos binge when New Jersey came out as a, as a as a like franchise. So I have no excuse. Yeah, you have no excuse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, you know, they all have to have like a like a business front, and for them, that is, in my opinion, allegedly the brownstone. <laughs> um, I love it. I wanna, I wanna read the dossier on this when you prepare. Because <laughs> even on a random reunion, I don't remember what season reunion it was, but it was that whole debacle of like apparently um, Albert. Manzo was like filing his taxes and saying he lived at the brownstone in this one bedroom apartment above it so he could like run for mayor of some so it was like some crazy shit and I never took that to mean anything when I was younger like okay that's just like weird he just reported that he lived somewhere he did it so he could run for mayor so he could you know be a dirty cop like but now that I'm older oh he did that so he he had an inn at that city they told him what to do he did it so that he could get into a power position so he could mob from up top. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you Allegedly. know what I recently heard? Remember <laughs> when Dolores um, was talking to her mother like a few weeks ago and she was talking about like um, how her dad lived like a town, a couple towns over. Mm-hmm. So he could be the police, the fire chief or something. <gasps> police chief. So I was talking yeah. with Diana Jabia. I, I don't know if you know who she is. Um, mm-hmm. She does like reels. Um, pretty new account, but she's really like upbeat and like just an overall joy. Um, and is I, her last name really Jabia or does she get it from Carlton? That's the thing I think when I see her account. Oh, you know what? I never thought to ask. Okay. Just wondering. Um, I just assumed <laughs> it was her name. <laughs> um. Here I go trusting everybody again. Um, 
there's the Libra in me. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, <laughs> so um, she, I was like, I did a live with her about Jersey and I forgot to bring this up. And I was like, oh, I forgot to bring this up. So that town that Dolores's dad was like, he moved, it was a, like a, a two and a half mile town, a, a town two and a half miles away from like where his wife lived and his family lived. And I was like, mm-hmm. is that, that's totally weird. Like, it's like a five minute drive. Um, and she was like, oh, that's, that is so Jersey. Like fit that kind of like situation where people like live or say they live in the town um, for a better job, like, mm-hmm. like police chief fired, like, so that they can work for the government basically of that town. So when you said that he was like saying that he lived above the brownstone, like it reminded me of what she said about like how that's like a thing people do in Jersey. See, it all connects. There's some shady shit going on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why is that? What is the big deal? It's a five minute drive. And she was like, I don't know, but it's really common. No, I was like, I don't get it. Like, it's not like he asked her to move to a different state. It's 2.5 miles. I looked it up on Google Maps. <laughs> anyway, um, enough. Uh, wait, before we move on from Jersey, I have a question because no one has answered me. Do okay. they hold something in the intro? Like, do they hold a meatball, a tomato? Nope. What is it? They hold their hips. Nope. That's what they hold. Yeah, they don't have okay. anything. I didn't. I thought there wasn't anything, and I was like, every time I watch it, I fast forward, and so I miss it. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Why isn't it a tomato? Why isn't it a meatball? Like, why couldn't they have thought of something? Yeah, they could have well, done something. Tomato, I feel like, is a negative connotation, so maybe not. Um, I know. I'm kidding about that. That would be so stupid if they did that. But yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> I like a tomato. Like, like I actually kind of think it's funny. It should. Hold, oh, yeah, it's funny. That's why I said it. I don't, I think it would be so ridiculous. What if they did, they threw, they held the tomato and then they just threw it at the camera? Um, <laughs> like, can they hold a piece of the turnpike? Like, what the hell? Like, I feel like there's some, there's got to be something that represents Jersey. It's the Garden State. Like, I don't know. There's, there, there should be something. I guess a cannoli would be. Rude I don't know. Too. Yeah, a cannoli would have been fun. A cannoli, cannoli. <laughs> a glass of um, red wine, Italian wine. Yeah. Yeah, they could have done red wine. It, if Potomac can hold a champagne, cold champagne, which yep. I guess is a, an homage to the champagne room of a character that's no longer there. Um, yeah, like, I never quite got that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like why isn't it a, and it's all CGI now too. So it could have easily just been like a, a cherry blossom, right? Right. I don't know. Okay, so we're, I'm derailing you because I have a lot to say and a lot of questions. So I <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I think we were at your Capricorn Moon. I'll just throw out your last few people. Um, okay. You're a Candy and a Kenya from Roa. It's funny you brought up Kenya. Ooh, mm. yeah. Um, you're a Taylor and Camille from BH. Taylor and Camille. I know those are two different people and it is very like and taylor was so unhinged too but uh, but nonetheless um peggy t um from real housewives of oc 
and then from Miami, you're in Adriana, you're in Adriana through and through too, in Marisol. So yeah, that is you as a housewife. Wait, who is Peggy T? I know Peggy S, the hundredth housewife. Peggy T Peggy. is the one that came on that one season. She was like supposed to be Alexis's friend, and she had dated Jim like back in the day. She only lasted wow. one season. It's a long time ago. Okay, really long time ago. I yeah, yeah. Remember her. So Kenya's a Capricorn Moon and Sun. Her son is Aquarius. Oh, I thought she was Capricorn. Okay, never mind. Okay. Um, are you gonna ask me if I identify with any of those characters? You can pick one if you you feel like you relate to one. So it's interesting because um, before we, before I realized Bethany was just a complete like bulldozer and just has been gaslighting all of us for years. Um, like I actually identified with her for a really long time. She was my favorite housewife. I thought she was funny. We both come from like difficult upbringings. Um, like we didn't, we both have a, didn't have a best childhood. And I, um, I mean, I never like was on par with like her, her ability to like network or like her ability to, um, like real, like build, build a company. Like I could never do that. Like I'm, I'm not self, self describe myself as like lazy, which, um, I know is actually not true. There's just like a lot of like, um, I just, I give myself grace and I know that like, if I push, 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 like that I will, I will disintegrate. So, um, and we watch, we watch Bethany disintegrate like on TV more than Mm -hmm. once. Um, -hmm. and so as much as I like really dislike what Bethany did has done and is doing um she's probably like like from the gut from the jump like that's who I identify with but she's a Scorpio which I generally like I can't think of a Scorpio on this planet that I get along with including my mother (laughs) that's so Taurus of you to say oh why tell me more Because that's your opposite sign. Yeah, this is your opposite sign. It's my opposite. Okay, so like my mom's a Scorpio, and um, Mm, okay, my boyfriend's brother is a Scorpio, and like, um, my mom and I just have a fraught relationship, as like I kind of just mentioned. But like, yeah, my my boyfriend and my boyfriend's brother and I just like, yeah, it doesn't work. It yeah. Work at all. yeah. 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 That's um, funny. The opposite sign, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the thing with opposite signs is that I mean, obviously, it's like you two bring two different things to the table. You know what I mean? Like somebody's bringing the vegetables, somebody's bringing the meat. Um. You have the same modality, so you're both fixed signs. So, um. I think fixed signs have the hardest time with getting together, mm. if that makes any sense, because they're very, um, like I said, to be fixed, you're, you know, you're rooted in something. You're um, not as easily, easily movable as, say, like a mutable sign, which would be Pisces, Sag, Gemini, 
um, in Virgo. So you're very rooted in what you believe in and you're very stubborn um, because of that. And, um, and the flip side of that is also known for, again, grudge holding and, and things like that. So of all the opposite signs that I do think can get along well, I don't think the fixed signs, which would be for you, Taurus and Scorpio, and then Aquarius and Leo, I feel like they have the hardest time pairing up because they are so, um, you know, just like rooted in their beliefs, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But generally, if you could get over that, it would be great because you bring two different things to the table, but it put them together and it's one, you know. A yin-yang thing. Exactly. So I've seen very two extremes with Taurus and Scorpio, which is not surprising, like um, Scorpio rules extremes. So I've seen them either get along really, really well or like not even want to have anything to do with each other, like at all. Interesting. Uh, but you, you seem to fall on the, the opposite. The, I don't want to do anything with them. So it's interesting. I mean, there's people who surprise me that they're Scorpios, but like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, I should hate you, but I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm wondering like what the, the, the whole, Lib- the Libra of it all being my rising sign. Like, what is that? How does that right. lend to the extreme earth? So if you look at my chart, there's a lot of earth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of Taurus, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Virgo, we've got a Capricorn moon, and then um, then we've got the Libra rising. And what I understand, like, like the rising sign is like your mask. And I've heard, and maybe you guys believe this or don't, that like as you age that it, it becomes less relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if that's yeah. true, I... I feel like that is like there was probably a time in my life where I'm like I'm a really fixed like regimented person but I really Mm -hmm. want people to think I'm super chill Mm -hmm. um but that Capricorn as you mentioned (laughs) really started emerging and I just no longer can hide it so the Libra starts to kind of take that back seat but I'm just really interested in how you feel like that plays into it all because I am dating and living with for five years a Libra Sun, Libra Moon, Gemini rising. So right. So I mean, less perfect segue, I guess. So you know, like like Jay had said earlier. So your Sun is kind of that outward personality. It's um, what I like to refer to as like your ego, because the original mm-hmm. um, zodiac sign constellation that was assigned to the Sun is Leo. And you think about like the Leos that you know in your life. Like when they walk into a room, they want you to know, like, I'm here, I'm present. If you try not to give them attention for a little bit, they'll do something to demand it. You know, that that's just like your thing. Um, mm-hmm. So your son, I think is tied to your ego. It's tied to what you want people to perceive you as the things that you're going to do to kind of protect that identity. Um, and it's, it's an identity born of just experiences in your life and like I also said, it re- represents your, um, your father or a father figure a lot of times mm-hmm. too. So that's the sun and I'll get back to that one. And then your moon is like Jay also said, it's what you, it's your like emotional center. It's you when you're comfortable. Um, and so it, 
not a lot of people get to see your moon. And with you having a Capricorn moon, that's even more um, of, of an evident thing that not a lot of people are going to get to see that. Um, and I'll explain why in a second. But it's what you're comfortable with. And again, it can rule a mother or a mother figure or um, a more submissive figure in your, in, or feminine figure in your life. So in the rising, the only reason why I don't like to say mask is because I don't think you ever necessarily take it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, your rising is, I, is one of the most personal aspects of your chart because it is so time sensitive. So, you know, everybody born in a certain month is gonna have your sun sign. Mm-hmm. Everyone born on a certain day, majority of people born on a certain day may have your moon sign but only people born in that specific hour of your birth are, is going to have your rising sign. So it is like your outward personality. It is what people first see, but it's what basically sets and aligns your whole chart, which sets and aligns basically everything that's the basis of astrology. So, and I was going to say, I like to refer to it as like the glasses. So like really mm-hmm. like instead of it a mask, like in terms of like taking it off, if you take off your glasses, your vision is different. So like think mm-hmm. of it as like that's the view you have of the world, but also like if you take it off, yeah, you could hypothetically, but it'll change everything else about you. Right. How you see things. And so when and this is why people kind of well, one people like talk about, you know, they don't believe in astrology, which is fine. That's fair. Like we all believe and don't believe in a whole bunch of shit. Um, but the thing is with, when people look up their horoscopes, you're not supposed to look up your horoscope for your sun sign. You're supposed to look it up for your rising sign because it is that specific to your chart. So that's just a fun fact. So if you're looking up your horoscopes, you most likely you should be looking up your rising and then your moon, because those are the most personal to you. And then you can look at your sun, but you're going to find when it's talking about like transits and all sorts of other those things, you want to look at your rising sign actually. So... I guess we'll go into like, we'll do sun, moon, and then rising, I guess. So with your sun, as so as a Taurus sun, as we've kind of alluded to with all these other Tauruses that we mentioned, um, it's an earth sign. So they're very grounded in reality, very grounded in material things, because that is reality. Like it's material, it's the earth. So all earth signs, one of their beliefs and desires is to acquire material security and gain. They all do it in different ways because a Taurus is ruled by Venus, which is the planet of like love and luxury and beauty and and the finer things of life. So a Taurus wants that material security so that they can enjoy the finer things in life, the luxury, the beauty, the fabulosity, all those kind of things. Um, and so their preferred method is to use their beauty or their, you know, fabulousness or like use luxury as a means of acquiring that material security. A lot of times Taurus sons, um, I've noticed, and this is ballpark theory I'm throwing out, but in terms of their parents. So I noticed that for Taurus sons, um, kind of similar to like Leo sons or something with their father. Um, either they just don't have that great of a relationship or something, 
kind of maybe even tragic happens to their fathers. I've noticed that a lot. Now, um, in you in particular, your son is in your eighth house and the eighth house is a house kind of uh, of extremes. So that this may be, it's extremes, death, taxes. It's a Scorpio house. It's a Scorpionic house. So <sighs> death, taxes, extremes. Some people um, also say sex. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I think that's more like a fifth house thing, but we'll get into that later. But um, so this may even be more relevant for you that there's something there with um, your father or a father figure or whoever was a dominant personality in the household. Um, so, yeah. you know, there's that. I actually didn't meet my father ever. Yeah. Wait, that's like, crazy. Mm -hmm. So just, just a little side, John. Um, I grew up without not knowledge of who he was mm -hmm. and okay. I got like one of those ancestry DNA kits for my birthday 2015 mm -hmm. um but that was mostly be I I've never really had the desire to be like who is he I need to meet him um it was mostly because I wanted to just like see what my DNA was like um Mm -hmm. I had, I was under the impression that a man that my mother had told me was my father, who I also never met, um, who was like of Eastern European Jewish descent was my father. But okay. then I got this <laughs> DNA test back and I'm 55% Irish. And um, I was like, and I, I'm, I don't have an active relationship with my mother right now either. Um, and um, so I called my mm -hmm. aunt and I was like, WTF? Um, <laughs> well, what's going on with this and then like she I guess she talked to my mom and she's like oh yeah um this uh her her, her dad's name is like John McLaughlin or something like that uh, like, like so Irish <laughs> yeah uh. it's that's actually not his name but um long story short um somebody reached out to me on Ancestry who was like if you look at like who, who's connected to whom on Ancestry, I don't know if you've ever like if you mm -hmm. use it. Um, mm -hmm. You can tell that like this person wasn't connected to my mom's dad, who she's a different dad than the rest of my um, uh, aunts and uncles. Mm -hmm. She wasn't connected to my grandmother, um, so I knew that this was like a father, uh, my father's relative. And I was like, "Hi, I don't know who my dad is." <laughs> this is not really what I wrote, but I was like. So um, it looks like you're, uh, that you might be um, on my father's side of the family who I never met. And um, he like, he like, he got really mad at me. Like I was like, basically I was like, maybe it's, maybe it's your brother. Cause it says you're my uncle on this. <laughs> oh, that's day. tough to say. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. And I was, I was like, I don't know who, but it's, based on like my, the power of deduction, you're clearly a relative <laughs> of my father. Um, and he's like, my brother is dead and no. <laughs> and I was like, well, this is the yeah. information I have. This is the, um, do you, is anyone in your family of like around like late fifties, early sixties, lived in Rochester, New York in 1979 um, and uh, like, you know, uh, went to college there. And does, does mm -hmm. do, they, do they have a last name like McLaughlin? <laughs> 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 and um, I didn't hear from him. And then like my phone rang like a few weeks later and like this dude had like Googled me. 
and called <gasps> me on my phone. <gasps> and he was like, so I'm your great uncle. I figured <laughs> out that my, my, <laughs> my nephew is probably your father. He sends me a photograph of him, of his mother. Uh-huh. And I fucking died. I look just like her. <gasps> my my grandmother, like I look like I. It's as if like you took my face and photoshopped it onto something. Like to modern day times, uh-huh. right? Like, and I was like, "How old is she in this picture?" And he's like, "She's about 20 And I was like, "This is exactly what I looked like when I was twenty. Like she even had these like short little bangs. Like I was just like, oh my god." And he was like, "So that's crazy." Yeah, and he's like, mm-hmm. I put it all together and I talked to your dad and he wants to talk to you. Um, and when I Googled you, I originally found pictures and I was like, shit, I've seen that face before because yeah. it's his sister. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't know about this whole dog in it, my dad thing. Like um, at the age of 36, like I think that I... <laughs> Think and like all that from like a little ancestry, like a DNA 23andMe test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like um, we texted a few times, um, but yeah, there's no real relationship. So that's mm-hmm. just interesting that it's in an extreme house and it also means like fraught relationship. Also, the, yep. we're not there yet, but when you said that you have a rough relationship with your mom and you're a Capricorn woman, I freaked out, but keep going. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into oh. that too. So... Yeah. So like I said, so the, the eighth house is extreme. And, and again, also um, it's the house of the occult and like beliefs like that too. So, I mean, honestly, if you, I mean, obviously you have an interest in astrology because astrology is ruled by the eighth house. If you really wanted to get into it, um, yeah, I don't know. You can really probably just make something because it's Taurus and it's the eighth house. You can probably mm-hmm. make some money off of it. Just, just give me that idea that has that. Yeah. Um, it also and you'll get it you you can understand and, and this stuff it. right I mean um, I feel like I passively like engage in it and I kind of understand it but um yeah not as well as you guys you guys could make money mm-hmm. off of it I side note I have a couple of times oh. but not on my own like I never put out a services like there's no page where you can get my services I would never but like people just <laughs> from like talking will be like I'll pay you to do that. And I was like, wait, really? I just would do it for free. I just do this because I yeah. have nothing but time. I've been offered, but I don't usually take. Um, yeah, I don't know why. It's just not my wheelhouse, you know? But I do yeah. like it just as like a passive kind of hobby thing. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's it. And also, again, spiritual experiences. And it also rules taxes and not even like your your money but other people's money too um so like other people's taxes and other people's inheritance is also the house of inheritance so just keep your eye out on that um i'm an accountant see there we go okay, that <laughs> so you literally deal with other people's finances and other people's taxes <laughs> um jay and her um her second house is in scorpio but keep going isn't that all crazy well yeah because she's a Libra rising as i'm Libra rising too so um yeah, your second house is kind of like the house of like how you make money, so to speak. And with it being in Scorpio, that also is just like a double influence of like you're making money via taking care of other people's money. <laughs> um, if not, or you could have gone the occult route also and you would probably make just as much money. But with your moon now, so your moon is in 
Capricorn. So the thing about having moon in Capricorn, it's not the best placement for the moon. The So every planet, and I'm going to say planet because in astrology, they count the sun and moon as planets, but we know that they're not. We're educated. Thank you. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> every planet has like a sign that it is most comfortable in that it rules over so to speak has the sign that it doesn't rule over it it's not you know but it's like sees it as like a best friend kind of and then it has signs that it's neutral with and signs that it doesn't like at all and so unsurprisingly Capricorn is the sign that it does not like um it doesn't feel comfortable in Capricorn it's like going to a stranger's house and then you see things that you just don't like in that house it's very like you're uncomfortable you have um you're not equipped with the materials that you need, so to speak, when you have a moon in Capricorn. Um, because the moon is um, a cancer planet and then Capricorn's is opposite. Like we were talking about opposites earlier. So yeah, mm-hmm. no good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so bleak, Thanks. sorry. Um, oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> I mean, but great, it, it has its benefits, but in terms of the mom relationship and like some of no the- good. The femininity of your life like the feminine aspects of your life it's tough yeah so um like she was saying like because it's in it's in capricorn and it's not really comfortable in that sign a lot of capricorn moons have um generally more negative relationships with their mother um Ooh, like kenya. and exactly like kenya it's a and lot candy, of think uh, of mama joyce Exactly. It's a lot of, and I'll get into Mama Joyce note because I have something that goes back to the Taurus actually too. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a lot of like rejection with the mother or mother figure. Um, it can be just a lot of tension because Capricorn is naturally ruled by Saturn, which is a planet of delays and limitations and obstacles. So when you have your like your emotional center in a in a sign that prefers obstacles and delays and limitations. And then you can kind of get an idea of how it just kind of, it limits you with your emotional um, expression. It limits you in terms of your relationship with your mother. Um, and because it's the moon, it could just be women in general. Like maybe you don't always get along with women when you first meet them, or maybe they just have beef with you when they see you at first. You know what I mean? It takes some time to kind of uh, foster a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Um. Now it's interesting though, because your moon is in the fourth house though. And the fourth house is a great placement for the moon. (laughs) So there's signs and there's houses. And so when it's in the fourth house that it's comfortable there, like that's a good sign, but it's a very introverted placement. Um, So again, not helping you with the extroversion. I don't know if you consider yourself an extrovert. um, No, I've been loving quarantine. Yeah. Cause I was, cause I'm like, your sun is in the eighth and then your moon is in the fourth. And those are very like closed off personal. They're the water houses, quote unquote, uh, closed off personal houses. So they're very, um, you know, they're more introverted, more introspective, more, I don't want to say like, I don't mean psychic in that. Like you can like tell the, fu- like you can see the future, but like more like you pick up on intuitive, intuitive, oh. like body language and emotion versus really tuning into what people are saying if that oh, makes any I, sense like you'll pay attention absolutely. to body language before you pay attention to what somebody's what people are saying um mm-hmm. so again like uh, with the moon capricorn da, da, da. but the thing i've also noticed about so- like uh taurus 
sons in particular also, obviously I, they think there's something with both parents, but with the mom, I read this somewhere. I don't know if it's true. So you can tell me if it's true or not, or you don't have to, it's none of my business, but I've read that towards son women often have moms that are kind of in competition with them. And so I bring it back to Candy, like Jay was saying earlier with Mama Joyce. I feel like there's some sort of like struggle competition <laughs> that she's in with Mama Joyce. Like there's always some sort of like bone, like, like something of contention between the two of them. Um, and it's not even like an outward, like I'm better than you, like Ramona did <laughs> to Tinsley in like New York. Um, but it's, it's, sometimes it could just be like very like, you know, just understated, subdued, natural. Um, and again, like with your son being in the eighth house in your movie in the fourth, I'm sure it's nothing that's pretty outward. It's one of those things where it's just like, she'll say something or do something and you might be like, wait, what? Like, did I? Like, am I picking up on something right here or am I making this up? Like, it's, it might be that. Um, so I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's, how you feel or not and she's but... a scorpio on top of all of that so that adds a whole nother layer that's sure. <laughs> yeah so my um... mom is envious of probably all people she has had a very rough life so yeah, yeah scorpios um, oftentimes do yeah, yeah like she had a very fraught childhood and she's deals with um mental health issues and substance abuse mm-hmm. issues. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. um so I would, I mean, I don't think she's like out in the universe being like, oh, I wish I w- was was my daughter. But I mean, there's, when you're just, like, she's just a pretty destitute kind of person. So I can't imagine that she's pretty self-deprecating and that there's probably mm-hmm. not a lot of people that she isn't envious of. But I can think mm-hmm. of like some instances of like when like my grandmother took care of me a lot as a kid and like um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely remember like my mom. So my grandmother was a completely different grandmother than she was a mother. Um, and I remember like um, on more than one occasion, like my mom pretty much saying the equivalent of like, um, she was never like that with me. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. My grandmother was like a really loving like grandmother. I sat on her lap all the time. We shared a bed. Like we were like besties. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and my she was like my best friend as a child. So um, like that was probably something that she was probably jealous of. But like I think a lot of the women in my family and a lot of the people in my family just have like um, they just they feel scorned. Um, Mm, mm -hmm. so that's like kind of like a familial trait, like because of the way that they grew up, like they just feel kind of scorned. So, um, they say pretty nasty things that obviously are tinged with, with envy, like they count other people's money. Like it's, um, Mm -hmm. it's not, uh, it's not, it seems more like a familial trait than, uh, my mom being specific, a mom specific thing, but, um, um, but that's interesting because it's all on your maternal side of your family. Because it's that's your the maternal you side of your with. family, and the fourth yeah. house rules like family lineage and like ancestry. So with your moon being the feminine planet and your maternal side, and you know you mm-hmm. just all having that on that one one side of the family. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, and well, and so and with your rising, so 
as a Libra rising, I like it's very it's very complicated, is what I like to say personally. Um, because the natural like first house is supposed to be Aries, that's the first sign of the zodiac. So the opposite sign of Aries is Libra. So when you have like a Libra rising, your chart is kind of like inverted, so to speak. So like, so like the natural sort of, sort of like the natural implications of each house is kind of flipped in a way. And I can't, I don't want to really go into it like to be in a confusing space, mm-hmm. but um, <laughs> so, and then as, as a Libra, like you're more into being diplomatic and where I even shouldn't say you're into it you are forced to be diplomatic. You are often put in the middle of situations. Um, you're supposed to ideally bring balance to situation, but a lot of times that doesn't always happen. Um, I think of like Jane, I were talking about like last episode with Kathy Waikili from Jersey, how she's a Libra son and she's always trying to like do this thing where she's trying to get in the middle and like bring the balance to things. And she kind of doesn't. <laughs> mm-hmm. And somehow she's always dragged into situations to be in the middle of things um that's, that she'd really just rather not be in i i always am dragged into some sort of drama yeah and i don't understand it now i know yeah. it's because of the it's the libra it's rising not my fault <laughs> <laughs> not at all it's it's the libra rising calling you you know everybody there's reasons, if you want to believe, like there's reasons why you're born with what you're born with and as a Libra rising or sun or moon really, but your job is to kind of be the diplomat, like whether you want to be or not. Um, and so because of that, because they're always trying to bring balance to situations, Libras can kind of find themselves um, in a position where they're taking on more than they probably should, um, whether in the relationship or with other people. So you kind of have to really make sure that you're not being um, <laughs> walked, you know, walked all over on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but the opposite sign of Libra is Aries. And what I've noticed with Libra risings in particular is that they might be, when you see them, might be very cordial, you know, very diplomatic. Um, they care about their appearance to an extent. I'm sure that's even a little bit more for you because you're a Taurus son also. Um, so it's not to say that they have the best fashion, but they care about their appearance and they want to look as polished as possible because they understand that looking good means feeling good and doing good. Like people care about your appearance. Um, and so Libra is going to make sure that they look good because they, they care about what people think and they want people to like them when they first see them. Um, but I've noticed that with Libra risings, when they get into relationships, they kind of, um, <laughs> the Aries influence kind of comes out a little bit more with them. So they're a little bit more aggressive in relationships. Um, they might be a little bit spicier with, with the tongue, like really quick <laughs> um, to say something, maybe not necessarily maybe quick to anger, but I mean, maybe. Um, <laughs> and so it leaves people thinking like, okay, like when I first met her, she seemed like she was really cool. She was really nice. She kind of like was quiet. She's more diplomatic. And then now that I'm in this relationship with her, she's like, you know, not necessarily ready to argue, but she'll argue with me or she will 
you know, get me to see her point or she will be a little bit more aggressive than I thought she would be. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if that's true for you, but it's definitely true for me. Like I've had people say that to me before, like, um, did you call my boyfriend? Is that what you Wait, he's on the he's on here. Let us add him. Look. Lily's boyfriend. Thank you for coming to the pod. Let's <laughs> uh, bring out Lily's boyfriend. Um, so that's rude. Okay. Just... Sorry. So it's I... true. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm pretty. I mean, I'm a. Pre- I'm definitely like the aggressor in my relationship. And, um, I mean, my, as I mentioned, my boyfriend's a Libra moon, Libra sun. So, oh my gosh, you have a Libra moon, Libra sun. That's Schwartz. Yeah. So he's definitely not going to be aggressive. Oh yeah. (laughs) Let's just be clear. The sun is not comfortable in Libra at all either. Just as I know. Oh, okay. Well, he, um, yeah. So if you imagine what would happen with a Taurus and a Libra, um that's pretty stereotypically like the the dynamic um and I definitely have um I have a little bit more aggressive tendencies despite Mm -hmm. um wanting to watch that Um, (laughs) that's a great way to put it (laughs) I really like talking I really like people to hear me talk Um, I hate hearing my own voice though. So that's interesting, but, um, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I, um, I am very diplomatic. Like I really do try to see like a 360 view. I like to see the other side of the story before really making like an assessing or a judgment. So like, that's totally true. Uh, the diplom- the diplomacy did not go away, but I probably do, um, when I get comfortable, tend to be a little bit more of the aggressor. Mm-hmm. So the nail um, has been hit. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's all we have on that, I guess. Okay, I'll let you guys stop talking about my chart, but um, <laughs> which part um, of me, which part of my, um, my chart is, wants to just always hear about me? <laughs> I know that's like a Leo thing, but is it also a Taurus Yeah, thing? I mean... It's a Taurus thing, I, too. Oh. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's definitely a Taurus <laughs> thing, and it is Leo thing. I mean, you do have a Leo placement, so that's not really unsurprising. And you're Libra rising, yeah. So all of that tracks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think yeah, everybody kind of likes to hear about themselves, right? Like, But everyone does, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. That That's... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let someone tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. I will never. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Cool. I almost forgot what we were on this podcast for. Um, so today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's literally fine. I have no, I, like I said, I did everything I was supposed to do before because I knew I was like, this could probably go on all night. So let's, let's do it. Uh-oh. And also the thing is, again, we do this literally just to do this. Like we don't, we just talk about it in our free time and then on the pod sometimes. Right. I don't know why we, yeah, and like, I like knowing it for that. I like to talk to people and kind of get ideas because, like, obviously, not everything's going to stick. Um, you know, we're human beings. Like, we all have different 
you know, desires. We have different upbringings. We have different things going on. Like, I don't think like it's a one size fits all. So I like to ask people and talk about it and kind of like, you tell me like what that meant for you, that placement means and how that manifests in your life. So really don't worry about asking us questions. You can also just DM us and we'll, we'll help you out. I love it. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. So everyone tuning in, I don't know, maybe y'all skipped past the whole front part, but now we're here. We're talking about Mary's Medicine. We're going to be talking about season eight, episodes one and two, titled Breaking Out of the Bubble and Graduation Snub. Um, So on this pod, we like to rate our episodes on an A plus to F scale. So I guess we'll just rate the episodes just as a clump as a group together I don't like the word clump I I hate that I said that um as a group and so Lily you get to go first like what are you giving these first two episodes Merit's Medicine like how would you grade it so I don't know if you guys know um only a few people that I've been conversing with like I binged all of seven seasons in Mm -hmm. a month um so you say Kendrick was your professor through this no he was my Sherpa. Is Your the Sherpa, that I, excuse me. Yes. Kendrick, what, I'm sure he's so happy that, that, that my binge is over because I will, I'd write him and I'd be like, did heaven really, really say this? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, um, and so he got to see the, like, roller coaster, the ups and downs I would feel towards, like, Mariah, heavenly. Like, um, so I would say that, like, Based on like previous seasons, um, I'm gonna give it like a solid B plus. Like I feel like um, there's some characters that we are, are clearly missing. Um, mm-hmm. However, Toya is really carrying. <laughs> she's carrying the show right now. Um, I there was a season in which I did not care for Toya as much because mm-hmm. I felt like she was just really like like nasty. And I can't remember which one because they all blend together because I basically ate binge. Yeah. Dreamt married to medicine. But you <laughs> probably remember where she was like in Quad's grill a lot. Um I, I can't remember which season it was. But like she coming in hot with like Petroya, which is the the uh um portmanteau that I think that they've come up with with when Toya drinks Patron. Patroya. Um, <laughs> so her freaking out at that party, um, eating the while eating the crab legs, <laughs> um, and then taking it over to the men who are just like completely oblivious. Um, I right. was just here for all of that, all of it. All right. Yeah. So you said B plus, B plus right? Yeah. Okay. Jay, what are you thinking? I think I'm at a B minus with it. I wanted more, especially like mm-hmm. there was a period mm-hmm. where Jay and I were watching old seasons and it's like, this show is kind of, I'm glad it's not a housewives cause it's not a housewife. So it, I'm glad it doesn't fall under that name because the drama doesn't happen at the same pace. And like, even on housewives, I don't care as much about the kids and husbands really, but on this show, it's a full package. We want your whole household. We want to see them all the time. It's just a different show. So mm-hmm. I don't expect there to be a ridiculous amount of drama, but usually naturally amongst these women, like quite a bit of drama does happen, which is what's enjoyable about it. 
but I didn't feel like there was anything. I feel like it was a leftover from last season with the Jackie versus Simone was like kind of the heart of the beginning. And I kind of like when it's, I mean, granted it was a little bit of COVID, but even then I think there was other time, but I like when they come back and they're like, okay, this is what happened all Mm -hmm. during the off season. This happened with this and this happened with this and that happened with that. And that's where we are. I like when they do that. And it didn't feel like that this season. Okay. Um, and I'm at a B, so I guess I guess it's an average of a B. Um, I felt like it was it was entertaining. Like I'm always entertained by Married to Medicine. Like I, it is one of those shows that I just generally do enjoy watching. Like, um, like Jay said, we were binging before, which we'll probably get back to. Like uh, you know, past seasons of Married to Medicine, and I feel like there's always something interesting and intriguing going on, especially with the dynamics between all the relationships. Um, so you know it was it was cool to watch them come back do i feel like anything necessarily new happened like jay was saying like they kind of brought it over yeah they did uh for last season so i can't give it in good conscience like you know like in the a range but um i do think it's promising like they never really let me down so i'm not like you know too upset necessarily right now um I mean, and, and that being said, one of the new things that they brought in was a new lady who I guess is supposed to be the Mariah equivalent, kind of. Um, her name is Camilla. Right? Who said that? 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 She's a Mariah equivalent. She's. She is not. She's not. There is no No equivalent to Miss Huck. To Mariah Huck. The only competition Miss Huck ever had was Miss Quad, Miss Quad. And that's um Miss Quad, she got it. She got it, she got it. it. (laughs) Other than that, Um, there's no one like her. Right. So it was a little uh um, which is fine though. Like, I mean, so how do we feel about her her name's Anila, right? Is that pronounce it Anila? I think that's what she said. I think so. Uh, how do we feel so far? Yeah, I don't yeah. know yet. Like she's milk, okay. she's milk toast to me. Like she's mm. like, mm. I mean, if you're looking at this dynamic cast and you've just removed like two huge characters who drove the storyline for seven years, mm-hmm. for the most part, other than like some infidelity and and heaven. Other than Curtis, <laughs> yeah, infidelity. <laughs> Um, and then Simone and Heavenly yelling all the time. Um, <laughs> and I know I'm not doing the show justice by putting it in a nutshell like that, but like Quad and Mariah's beef consistently drove the storyline. And you're just going to remove those two and then say, here's this woman. Um, anybody would be like complete milk toast to that. To <laughs> the dynamic yeah. personalities that are Mariah. They set her up. <laughs> yeah, they totally set her up for failure. Um, I think bringing back Lisa Nicole Cloud and like um, allowing her to stir up some more shit with Heavenly was a good idea, despite the fact that I loathe Lisa, Lisa Nicole Cloud. Like Lisa Nicole Cloud, she's is a so cult good leader. to hate. She's a cult leader. She's a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, when I first saw her on the screen, um, and she said she was in, uh, she, she made money off of people paying their electricity bills or whatever. I was like, you do what now? And then like, she started doing her, her, her like motivational speaker stuff. And I was like, she seems like she could run a cult. And then like, um, as the episodes and seasons progressed, it, it became evident that she's like, definitely like in a pyramid MLM like situation. And that's how she makes her money. For sure. And she I just seems like, tight. I didn't yeah. know the term direct marketing was just like kind, kind code for pyramid scheme. Um, I Pretty had much. to Google it. Um, but you know the Bravo they, community has really taught me through I never saw I guess I was just naive and I never saw the problem with MLMs I was just kind of like oh okay like that's how it happens and you know certain people sign up for that but then when the case was busted wide open I was like oh okay like that's not a good thing to do you shouldn't do no that. I mean it's good for the people at the top at like, the top Nicole Cloud but like yeah. um like her trying to like convert convert is the term I'm choosing to use today to convert the strippers into yes, like, to be a part of her MLM. To be part of her cult, I was just like, um, leave like this woman make makes so much more money than selling Tide for you, ma'am. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> so I just have very deep feelings about Mason Nicole Cloud, and when she disappeared off my screen for a few seasons, I was so happy. But I think we need to bring her back. Because where else are we going to get the drama? And I'm really sad Mariah's gone. Like, I need somebody for Heavenly to say yo mama to. Um, I, if I, if, <laughs> if, if someone else does not become her target for that, I will cry. Because <laughs> Heavenly saying yo mama to Mariah is probably one of the funniest things on TV. And it's funny because we know who Mariah's mom is. And yeah, like, yo mama. It's true. Like, it's, uh, the, the Lucy has some work to do. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. For sure. And Will she do it? Probably that. not. Not at this point. No. No. I but... think of other strong mothers like um, Mama Joyce, and I think of Candace's mom from uh, Potomac. Like these are just strong mothers that really have a lot of uh, inner work to perform. Um, but they're also, the daughters. The wig on Lucy never really like of all the all seasons. The more money that her daughter made, somehow the wig on Miss Lucy still remained insane. Oh, for sure. And Miss Lucy's <laughs> Miss Lucy's glam, like whoever still does her makeup, is pretty crazy as well. I do like her glasses though. She is pretty hip with those like big frame glasses. But like, yeah. But um. Yeah, and so, Lake, quite honestly, Lake never looks quite up to code either. Lake <laughs> looks just like Miss Lucy. Exactly. Like they have the same face. They do. Right. They are very mother-sister. Mm -hmm. I always like um, my, I, I think Mariah, did Mariah go through like a Rihanna like eye change thing like mid, midway through the seasons? Like I feel like she started out as a brown-eyed woman and then like her eyes got lighter did she like did she get, <laughs> I, I thought they were colored contacts I never even thought about her going to get a surgery oh no I didn't think that I figured they were contacts too but like <laughs> oh, I, 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 cause, I, <laughs> cause then I started thinking of Tamika Tiny Harris and I was like oh maybe then she got a surgery but maybe she didn't maybe she's just doing the color contact thing Oh, because like right. I definitely because I was watching them like all in succession. I was like, she just she's giving me Rihanna vibes, and I can't tell why. And I was like, 
Oh, her eyes changed color. Like, I, I figured that it was contacts. I didn't even know eye color change surgery was, like, a thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, illegal in the States. And you have to, like, fly out to, like, South Africa. But, yeah, yeah. it's a thing. Oh, my um, God. That's hysterical. I No, I don't think Mariah would do that. No. But, Aiden uh, would never let her, but... Um, <laughs> you know, and, right, and she might, but Aiden wouldn't let her. Yeah, yeah. He, he might let her after she forced him to get plugs. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, so like so against his will. She was like, yeah, she said, said, like give a shit. I need he to had look a beautiful, like Aladdin again. <laughs> yeah, she's like, she said he had a beautiful head of hair like Aladdin, and now it's gone. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> so he's getting hair now. And then that poor man came out of that surgery just like puffy as hell. And I'm just like, oh my God, he must love her so much. He really does. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to put it. I didn't even really put it together that like, he really got that surgery because she told him he was getting that surgery. Yeah. Okay, he had a not- cheating scandal though, didn't he? Just question yeah. time out. Oh, huh. she said, she said uh, candidly, but like vaguely to Jackie on the beach in one of their couples trips, like, We've all been there. I've been there. Yeah, yeah, I wanted her to put a year on it or a date on it because I'm curious how recent or how long ago that was. I don't, I just, can you imagine, like, I guess because these men are on TV, like, mm-hmm. there's thirsty people, but, like, I would, if I saw Aiden out, I wouldn't be like, ooh, this is, like, whose relationship, um, this is a <laughs> I need to break up. Wanna, whose relationship I want to ruin? Like, yeah, um, yeah, sugar daddy <laughs> energy, maybe. I guess, but like, honestly, like Mariah probably makes just as much as him, like as an EP and on the show. Like, I don't know, but um, he. It's true. It's just not. If I'm gonna choose any of these men, and I know you didn't ask me to, like to break to be the home wrecker for um mm, that's a good question though um because we have an answer you got any okay you guys go first because i'm like is it Eugene? i mean like the, none of it's them eugene are like, is it, none of it's them either you out as like sexy as hell to me but like eugene just seems like he would a great like, guy he's yeah. a good dude he's a good guy he's funny he has and cute features three. for a child, and yeah, it will be fine. <laughs> yeah, yes. it'll be fine. It'll um, be fine. If I'm gonna steal someone's husband, like I'm not not just like be his like um side piece, like steal someone's husband. Oh, um, she said she's taking full full grabs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he would be a cool dude to be married to. He seems like a great, yes, fun husband. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I think. I mean, like, I would probably like be into like Cecil for like mm, a that's minute, but for like me to hear. he's <laughs> like he's I I enjoy like him him and um, Simone's banter, not when they're fighting, but their banter. Like mm, I don't. Okay. Oh good. Someone has. Someone she's has anti. She's anti Cecil. Um. Um. I'm neutral. I think he's. I think he's a really nice guy. Like. Um, he just kind of lets Simone walk over him a little bit too much for my liking, but um, Jay doesn't like him. I didn't like how he took that $25,000 and just was like, oh, I'm <laughs> I'll never get over that either. Yeah. Like that's. Either will she. Imagine having enough money that that was just like just a fight. 
He um, pissed it away. He's not even the one bringing in the bitcoins. Mm. I mean, that yeah. What the hell happened to that app where they were like making children like work? Um, exactly. <laughs> it just went child under. Labor, like. They're breaking child labor laws. Oh it basically turned into Task Rabbit, <laughs> but not for children. So I don't know why they ever thought that was a good idea. Because it's like, wait, like hire an eight-year-old to come break your break your your leaves but like they're not old enough to work so how's that work <laughs> yeah like what's the are they gonna <laughs> band together and riot or i don't know they need some sort of what do they call that shit you're supposed to have like paperwork like a like a permit or a, not a permit or like a yeah a workers permit yeah there we go Which workers i couldn't permit. get till i was 14 or 15 exactly and even then it's like certain like hours like certain supervision that's what i was gonna say they need a union that was the word i was looking for they need to unionize and um figure out the deal on their labor but um it's like not worth it (laughs) for children no sense i i am not attracted to cecil i would not marry cecil i would not fuck cecil however i do enjoy like when he and i love when he and simone are like laughing like like i really like that dynamic um, right. Just to be clear about my Cecil. Um, Dr. Daddy is too religious and too, uh, like, repressed. But he seems like a really Repressed? Oh, yes. He's always telling Tevinly to, like, stop talking about, like, sex. <laughs> he is. He is like that. And he wants really traditional, like, you know, mama got to be home cooking the dinner. She runs the family. She's the center, but he's the ruler. Yeah. And Heavenly, like, I love that, I love that, like, the, her whole storyline was, like, I submit to my husband, I submit to my husband, and I'm just, like, Heavenly, are you, like, trying to tell us while you call your husband daddy that you're in the kink community? Because, like, that sounds really sub to me, like, in the kink community. Like, that, that's, like, if you're a, sub, a submissive person in the kink community, you're gonna call your, like, partner daddy, and like submit to them it just felt like code for letting like to let us all know that like heavenly might be in the king community <laughs> and she is a scorpio i wonder if somewhere in that big house she has a dungeon of her own um <laughs> maybe like but the submission plus the daddy like that's um that's total like kink stuff like mm-hmm. yeah um and that I that I'm really glad that narrative changed where she stopped being like you must submit to your husband you must submit to your husband, but all the while she's like so a relationship much, expert with an app yeah she's so much <laughs> not submitting to her husband like she's doing whatever she wants um, yeah well yeah she's a fraud so that I mean that's is heaven I, a fraud I just I, I, when I, I say fraud I mean like. She's, she's telling us, yeah, she's telling us one thing, but she's really doing another. Now that she's actually out here scamming people. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, I, maybe in a way she is because she's not doing what she's claiming that she's doing. But um, li- I mean, I, listen, if it works for them, it works for them. Jay and I kind of have this thing where we think we kind of hypothesize frequently that like Damon is cheating <laughs> or has. <laughs> at really? some point a thousand percent i would actually bet my bottom dollar i would go that far tell me more why i can't see it 
what colors it maybe also is like he's in a specific fraternity um omega sci-fi for everyone that's listening that knows <laughs> you know you know and if you know you know he's shooting <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> their reputation is that they're dogs and like truly like without a doubt like my dad is one and i'm like familiar with the community and everyone as a like as a black person everyone knows about their reputation and it's literally true it's not a reputation for no reason you sign up to be a part of that frat because you are that type of person but he's 50. Oh yeah, but they keep, in the black community, frats are like for life. Like it's not just while you're in college. Like my mom's in a fraternity and she has board meetings weekly. Sorority. She's still a sorority, yeah. She like keeps up with them. My dad's the same way. Like it's a a part of their life forever. And my dad's friends are still going out and doing coke and like fucking bitches. So like, yeah. Oh damn. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, with him being in Atlanta, with him being a doctor, it's just uh, him being a, a Q. There's just so many. Um, there's just so many warnings. Warnings. Yeah. Wow. You know, yeah. I think that um, maybe there's just a lot of like, what happens on camera just isn't happening in real life for that whole household. Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she may know. I mean, that's the it's thing. True. She she may completely, and also, again, her being a Scorpio, I wouldn't be shocked if she knew. I don't think it flies over her head. Does she acknowledge it? Maybe not. Does she know? Yeah. She did say- Maybe she does she- know, and he said, it's because you're not submissive enough to me, and then that's when she started calling him daddy all the time. And if Lily are about to say that she said 88% of couples cheat, yeah, that too. Oh, no, she said recently, and I don't know if this was recently, in an episode when I was bidging, or episode in the past two weeks, but she did say recently that, um, that, um, if women cheat, they can get away with it because men mm-hmm. don't pay attention to anything. And women, like, look for things. They know what to look for and men don't or something yeah. like that. She did she say did that. A, well, she did allude. Yeah. And she's like, but I'm not cheating. But I could. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, and women are more likely to emotionally cheat, which would leave, again, a little less evidence behind them, like, a physical we're meeting up we're going so you know what i mean like i'm coming back home i gotta immediately take a shower i smell like somebody else like things like that mm-hmm. um damon's a doctor so he comes home and showers every day so exactly right um, we can wash just all that off. and and he's an emergency room doctor like so his hours he can just be like i have to go i'm on call and yeah beyond the hours though like just working as an emergency room doctor like First of all, the emergency room personnel have like a personality. Um, well, every every unit and department in the hospital, and I would know, um, has like its own personality. And like the emergency room is kind of known for like, you know, those like more like extroverted, upbeat, or like, you know, kind of like daredevil type of risk takers because like they're high energy because they have to be because like anything coming through these doors, especially if you work in a trauma center. Um, and because of that, you just see so many people, like you'll see a lot of nurses, you'll see, um, EMTs, paramedics, fire, like you just, you're exposed to so much. So again, even more opportunity, you're seeing so many different people from different walks of life. 
every single day. So again, all alleged, heavily oh. don't come for us if you're listening. Oh, she might. But uh um, you know how she gets about daddy toe. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, no woman but can I'm, look at daddy. But uh I'm But we don't want daddy, so it won't be us. So don't come for us. Yeah, so but I'm <laughs> just saying but don't be shy. Right? We're, we're coming for Eugene. <laughs> Toya would be fine if she was listening. She would be fine. She would laugh. Yeah. She's like, um, can I come? <laughs> exactly. Pretty much. Um, but yeah, all that from how do we feel about the new housewife who we didn't even talk. So I, I mean, I guess. So what does that mean? What we don't mean. Yeah. So what does that say? I don't know. Um, She's big shoes to fill. Yeah. Yeah, she's developing. We'll see what happens with her. Um, obviously, the first episode, they kind of got into the whole uh, COVID situation and, um, you know, just talking about what they have to do with COVID. Obviously, we're not, we're expecting them to talk about it as the doctors of Bravo. Um, and they were also talking about the social justice issues that we were experiencing as Black people over the summer, um, which, and I think they did an appropriate job with I don't even want to say job but I think they did uh, I don't know if I can say anything else but um I think they did a good job with talking about it I I don't know if any other Bravo shows are really going on concurrent like if they were recording over the summer with the uh protests so my only gripe is that I feel like are we only gonna have shows with a predominantly black cast talking about the protests and are we not going to have anyone else talking about it um well dallas was filming right it has i don't watch dallas though so i don't know if dallas like spoke about it at all or not they didn't okay and the thing and that's kind of the double-edged sword with it and again i um i don't know how people feel about this so i'm gonna say it i kind of don't want them talking about it that's the thing I don't really want to hear it from them because it's not going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be what I want to hear. And it's just going to give me something to be mad about. And I don't need to hear it. You don't want to oh. hear it from the Dallas crew you're saying? Yeah, I don't need to hear it from them. I don't necessarily want to hear your dissertation think piece on it, but I do want you to acknowledge it. Like you realize this is happening in the world, in your country. And like, you know what I mean? The only reason why I have an issue when it's only just you know, like Roa or Married Medicine talking about it. I'm like, one, the audience that's pr- probably watching this, these two shows in particular, especially probably already know what's going on. Um, and two, it's just, it kind of feels like, okay, like why, again, when we're talking about like social reform and the need for social justice, it's kind of something that I feel like everyone has to kind of be hands-on with. So when you only have like African-Americans talking about our African-American issues, and no one else chiming in with like, yeah, like I see what's going on. Like that's really fucked up. And I feel like, is it just like a revolving door? Is it just us talking to us? Like as we always do, like that, that that's right. my own issue um, with that. And again, I don't want it to, I don't want them to feel like it's their job also to have to cover it. Um, I think black people went through like a really traumatic experience over the summer. And so to have to be the one that now, not only do we have to do go through this traumatic experience, but then we have to be the ones to talk about it and kind of explain to other people, I think is kind of a disservice to us. So that's my only issue with that. That's all I'm going to say. But, but I'm I talking about we- Dallas in particular, because I am curious as to how Roni will cover it, right? They, they try to 
bring on Brashawn, who's going to be a friend of, and Ebony, who's going to be a cast member, I'm assuming, so that they can kind of tackle that conversation. And they already have Ebony doing these moments where she's saying, like, oh, yeah, and I've really talked to Ramona about it and all this, and I, like, I hate mm-hmm. that even more. I hate that she was cast on that show for that role. Like, if she hadn't been on, I would have loved to see them talk about it without her being on, if it was just the regular cast you had already had. Like, and would they have talked about it without her on? Exactly. It seems yeah. like the, these franchises are purposely like bringing in people to um, like the Tiffany Moons. Um, mm-hmm. the Garcelle even. And the Garcelles before um, I mean they're clearly like responding to feedback in very obvious ways. Um, but to place token people in like the, the t- you aren't watching Dallas, but Tiffany Moon was st- just strategically placed, which is a really horrible position to put her in. She's been strategically placed right. in the franchise to deal with Brandy, Brandy and Brandy's white fragility. And it's really uh, unfortunate Unfair. for her because she mm-hmm. has to time and time again, we're only halfway through the season, I think, deal with um, Brandy's white tears and white fragility and I'm uncomfortable around you because which is just code for like I can't be myself around you because myself is making racist jokes um (laughs) what I really hate about the Dallas thing in particular is that it specifically is an Asian woman that they chose like you said like I'm sure you're alluding to like it's really sick considering that's exactly the community Brandy attacked in her racist video. And now they have to bring on, mm-hmm. like they didn't do the token black person. They're like, okay, so she didn't say something about a black person. So let's bring on someone Asian. Like that's sick. It's really right. sick. And it really, it really pissed me off because that first season, that first episode, like she has, um, she's, she and Brandy have like a one-on-one and like Brandy's like in tears about like how bad she feels. And Tiffany has to like, you know, do the emotional labor of making her feel like she's okay and she's gonna be okay with her. And it's really like, it's obvious from from the jump of this season that why Tiffany's there and it's to coddle Brandy and to, um, I guess to just, just provide um, Dallas with this woke image that uh, I mean, it's just so on the nose. Like, they, I feel like if they were going to bring in someone of another race, like, why would they choose somebody that has to like specifically carry the baggage of Brandy Redman? Um, right. That's yeah, that's disgusting. So, that's really disgusting. And like, um, I think that um, similarly with Roni, like, there's there's the clear like racial like biases expressed by the older cast members of Roni and to like also have to like force Bershon to have this conversation with Ramona like I'm not gonna not watch it but at the same time it's gross right um it's not the job of the minority to educate (laughs) no you know at all but Bravo so, is like, look, we're doing our part. I, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But Bravo's also, kind of forcing them yeah. to do so. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. We're doing yeah. our part, but at the same time, we're like making them um, do their job plus the emotional labor of um, of being the only like person of color on the cast. Like, right. um, 
even I know we're going way off topic, but like I was, we were talking about earlier, like, or I mentioned Garcelle, like mm-hmm. how they brought that up at the reunion and only Garcelle spoke. And then they were like, anyone else want to speak? And Kyle was like, I guess I will. I speak to my kids about it every day at dinner. Okay. I was like, wait, whoa, really? Like all you bitches had so much to fucking say when it came to taking Denise fucking Richards now, but they have this one moment and everyone could just add in a quick something, just acknowledge it. And you all are powdering your noses. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily need to like see Cam like address the like how her feelings are about the Black Lives Matter movement and like what I know her feelings are about the riots. Like I don't yeah. need to see that like at all because I already like can surmise it. But how cool would it be to like see some of them like in like in the trenches? Like that would have been cool. Like, but of course they weren't, so there's no footage of that. <laughs> yeah, and that's why Bronwyn milked it. She was like, "I'll be the only one to do it and look, look at that." <laughs> exactly, and I don't. We don't really need those kind of people either. So, mm-hmm. um, that was my only thing with seeing the Mary's Medicine. Uh, you know, yeah, here's a protest would, talk, but yeah, but I, 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 I seeing Tiffany on Married to Medicine if she ever moved. I, I yeah, they could. Right. Yeah. She could. I think she, she could be. She, I think she'd flourish there. She would definitely do better than she's on Dallas, I'm sure. Yeah, she'd be on a couple... more even playing field. Yeah, for sure. And I really like. I really just like the dynamic of. Um, though I feel like it. There's it's a double edged sword for me. Like I feel like the, I really like the dynamic of how it's the the couples and like how they relate to each other. Um, and. But at the same time, because we're dealing with men and women um, and also like a culture that's a lot different than my own, my own like white progressive culture. Like I just, there's a lot of things that like irk me, like um, like antiquated stuff. Like Eugene at one point said, like when we got married my money became hers and her uterus became mine. Like stuff like that, like that. Um, I think that was like one of the first or second season. Maybe it was the first season they went on. <laughs> I'm literally show. cracking up over here. It's not funny, but I always laugh at things that aren't funny. That's funny to me. No, it's just Yeah, like, because that was like the first time I heard him say something that I was like, wait, what? Like right. he usually yes, because I that remember when he said that and it was like, wait, whoa. And everybody whoa. was like, What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I think it's because I don't think that any of the other like Bravo shows, Housewives especially, like I'm assuming like they pro- there's a lot of antiquated type relationships that because we're not focused on the couple we don't get to see that dynamic as much right but um and a lot of these people are of like christian faith and married to medicine so like there's just a lot of um th- and that just lends to some closed-minded stuff like religion in general um but i i really like the dynamic of them as like the married to medicine like doing it as a couple focused and I do want to see more Tiffany's husband so I think they would really do well on Married to Medicine mm-hmm. yeah um yeah so I mean like I know like I said they're obviously doing their kind of discussion of COVID there we see them you know washing up and de you know taking off their clothes and throwing the clothes in the washer putting in the house and all sorts of things and doing the COVID test and doing like basically community outreach, which honestly uh, is not surprising. And I don't feel like it's for 
show either. Like, I feel like they would have done the community outreach regardless. Um, so, but it's just, again, you know, nice to see. We, I guess one of the not really big things, but Simone's son is going away to college, but he also has like, I guess, camera time with her now. Like he has confessional time. Right. Um, which out of I don't nowhere. Know out of nowhere because I don't think we've seen like well I guess they're all too young but there's no kids on Married to Medicine that like have confessional time I, he, I think he's one of the first I don't even think you would think Alora would be the first one I was about to say I don't even think Alora's had any so oh, oh she hasn't I was trying to think I don't think so with her mom maybe hmm. yeah maybe. I feel like I would have remembered that but I feel like I would have remembered it because I like Alora um yeah, I do too yeah, she's highly featured and she's like definitely a protagonist on the show, Loki. Like you're rooting for her. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. Um so that was interesting. And I mean it's fine. Like he's funny, so I don't mind his like confessional moments really. We see I guess the the thing is with Contessa and her kids that like she has her kids being kind of raised, right? Not raised, but her husband's cousin or something i think it was is like basically hu- the her husband's niece i think it's his niece. husband's niece okay um and she has him out there doing spiritual work and um, all sorts of alternative medicine practice to um i guess calm down and stay sane over the pandemic which is i thought it was cute yeah. um I'm sure the two doctor parents didn't understand it, but it's fine. If it's working, it's working. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I honestly, and beyond like obviously going to the party scene, which we'll talk about, I think that's really all that we got from that first episode. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll just talk about the party in and of itself now. So obviously Simone and, well, I shouldn't say obviously, but Simone and Jackie are still on the fritz. And so let's talk about that because this is obviously all over uh, the, the conversation that Jackie had or the comment that Jackie made about Buffy, who's no longer on this season. And for anyone who forgot, Jackie had said um, during one of her, like, you know, kind of, I think it was like a books release or book signing book party or something like that, where she was like, and Buffy, you'd, you'd understand you're infertile too kind of so to speak and she outed her um in the middle of this party with all these people watching and quite honestly i also feel like it was just even the way she said it was kind of like what i remember the exact wording she definitely said buffy you get it you're infertile she said yeah Yeah. like who says (laughs) about somebody in the speech i'm like the use the word infertile too it just i immediately again we were talking about antiquated just two seconds ago it's like very antiquated like we don't say those things anymore um so i just know that that's true like she just hasn't been able to conceive i don't think it's i never saw an episode where like she was like it's been diagnosed that i cannot create babies like um it's i I I did not understand it, and I did not understand why Jackie, who's supposedly the voice of reason, which I would contest anyway, but like disagree. 
we all disagree on that okay good yeah yeah she's she's a fat shaming asshole um okay so i was gonna say that because i was saying like so she got under fire obviously for this comment but she has a history of being in my opinion very rude to her patients and the whole like oh my god yeah fat thing for me was so hard to watch because it's it's almost like nothing else fucking matters (laughs) Beyond someone's like BMI, which again I, I talk about which it on this. Also I think bullshit. I mentioned before, but yeah. the BMI is incorrect. It's false. It has nothing to do with anything. A mathematician made a BMI. It has no sort of medical like foundation at all. Um, mm-hmm. And doesn't account for simple things like uh, muscle mass. So I have or a problem with BMI diseases. in general, and not because I'm an owner of a higher BMI <laughs> than I would like anyway, but. Because I just really don't, I don't find any correlation between a BMI and, and your health. But her obsession with it to such a degree, and I get it. Like for her, she felt like she needed to reclaim her fitness after she got breast cancer, not only once, but twice. And so I think, you know, that her like going to the gym and working on her body and eating right and all sorts of things, I feel like that just helped her become more grounded in herself because she was kind of losing herself, so to speak. And I get that. But the way she would talk to her patients on her show, I'm like, no wonder why everyone goes to Simone and not her. I don't know if you've noticed, but like most of the Married to Medicine people, mm-hmm. at least like I know like Toya went to Simone. I know other celebrities that go to Simone and not Jackie. Um, what got me was that episode where they're at like a bowling alley and some random woman just came over to like talk to them. Yes, the woman with the crown on the sash. And And that's why Heavenly said that. (laughs) Did you say the word healthy? Because you're clearly not. Um, And like who who says that to like a random human being? Like, I don't know if production's involved there, but she is just savage. And I actually like I really, that was Heavenly's first season. And I actually, like, I was like, yeah, Heavenly, get her. Get her. Yeah. Um, um, also, I feel like that's kind of the reason, like, to circle it back to Buffy, that she didn't like Buffy. is She has, like, a bias toward fat people. And so Buffy being anything over a size two, she, I mean, she even calls Simone fat. So, like, Buffy, to her, is just, like, beyond. And she won't even deal with her. Her calling Simone fat was ridiculous. Do you Is it triggering in, almost really? Yeah, when she was in New Orleans and they were on that boat, uh, the gator boat, she, and they were like point, she was pointing out Latoya, or not Latoya's um, cellulite. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, right, because I could have choice words for Jackie's appearance if I really wanted to, and I won't get into that, but no, I... We don't I, stoop there. The, Right. But the point is, it's like, she does it to a degree that's really like, I'm not really understanding how she's getting this voice of reason uh, trope. But just because Mm -hmm. she speaks quiet and slow and and soft doesn't mean that she is a voice of reason. Um, I've never heard her say anything that I felt like, wow, that I agree with like I don't really agree with her points I don't agree with how she talks to her husband even so I don't understand right, it's not she, even like she has the star marriage on the show or something you know like so I'm like yeah. I'm not I, understanding I think it all circles back to identity politics 
um, or mm-hmm. respectability politics, rather, um, not identity politics, respectability politics, like how we saw on Potomac, where it's like, um, when they were like going in on Monique, because um, you know what people will think of us when we act this way. So we have like a black woman who is not um, creating any waves. So this, this appeals to the masses. And um, that's why I think that's why she's one of like the show's favorites because like she doesn't get like quote unquote ratchet. She doesn't fight with anybody. She's like the mediator. And um, this is the kind of like the, the kind of black woman that we want to, that the, the white people accept. So mm-hmm. I, think a, I think a lot of it has to do with that. Do you guys agree with that? Um, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, I understand what you're saying for sure because she's a more presentable, like, what's crazy is what they don't know is I don't want her representing us, but because, like you said, the way she packages it is different versus, like, a Mariah who's Mm -hmm. a lot um, and comes with a lot, even though sometimes she may make more sense, even though she's doing a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I, I could see the point of that, like, respectability politics are like we hate them and we don't want to acknowledge them but they're there like they're an actual thing that's why the phrase is even existing so it's like yeah I hate that it even has to be like that but it's true that's why she's one of the chosen ones because really she brings nothing to the table nothing Mm -hmm. for her to be center person except for all the things that look nice on a resume yeah she's just digestible like Mm -hmm. for the demographic of Bravo. And I, I, that's, that is what I picked up watching all the season. It's like, that's what, like Jackie can be like underhanded and like an asshole and fat shaming and um, ignore her husband and <laughs> just do a bunch of like horrible like things that would, you know, equate to not a really good person. Um, but because she's not getting in fights and she's um, keeping keeping it like neutral and chill, like she's the she's the digestible one of the group. And she's one yep. of the doctors, of course. And of course, and she's also like a doctor who does really like important women's healthcare, um, which I think is a very admirable, like is the most admirable portion of her. Like the rest of her, I could take or leave. Um, right. but I mean, and even in her most admirable, I she's rude to people, in my opinion. Um, I, I would mean, not be like comfortable for her to be my doctor. <laughs> I, in my um, adult life, I've never had a doctor bring up my weight, and I'm not a thin. I'm nowhere near a thin woman. Like the fact, and the, if a gynecologist brought it up, I would be right. like, you need, you need to go away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even like I'm my PCP. Like, <laughs> right. Unless like I'm overweight and now this is progressed into some other kind of health condition, like you know, like a PCOS that's that's in like hindering me from getting pregnant as easily. There's no reason why you are taking talking about my weight right now. Or unless I'm mm-hmm. pregnant and I'm gaining more than I should, then we could talk about it. But until then, and only then, there's no reason why she goes as hard as she does. But no. that's neither here nor there. So 
the fight is because of that comment and i agree with that mm-hmm. comment and so and and so did simone and so because buffy on the reunion was like okay so do you feel like i got a proper apology on that trip mm-hmm. because and simone was like no you didn't and that's just i mean let's talk about the way she reacted at that table right so i guess basically you know that buffy brought it up buffy brought it up i feel like in a very nice way some i mean uh, jackie had an issue with her bringing it up in front of people in general but in my opinion you brought my shit up in front of people so i'm gonna bring it up in front of people so i don't Mm -hmm. i don't so you don't get to, and and I thought that was actually the most interesting part of it because like that's basically what Buffy was getting at. It's like it's beyond what you said. It's the fact that you just threw it out there in front of everybody <laughs> that I have an issue with. And so the fact that Jackie got mad that Buffy brought it up in front of everybody at the same time, which is what Buffy was also trying to argue, it was very interesting. But she brought it up at the table. Jackie felt like she was misinterpreting what she said and she felt like she was being attacked and she just went crazy and then Toya delivered a great line Jay if you want <laughs> to that that line? Not Jackie <laughs> well, I was gonna say is somebody gonna say oh that is not the Jackie please <laughs> oh that Absolutely. is not the Jackie I, <laughs> I was literally taking that. water I'm like hold on let me get this water real quick oh that I, is not the Jackie I definitely rewound that a few times and I was like, ooh, I like that. <laughs> There's a new girl in town. Oh my God, I live for that moment. That was so dramatic. It was a high yeah, stakes. Not the jacket. There's a new girl in town. I'm like, you didn't even have all this heat and smoke <laughs> Okay. I you know, I've never seen her that mad. Like, not and even, even at her madness, she was quiet. She didn't even scream. Like, There's a new girl in town. I was like, <gasps> That's because she's digestible and does not what is she how does she put it neck roll she doesn't neck roll yeah yeah i'm like no one on the show neck roll so i'm like that's not really a a claim to fame and even if i did they're doing it in a cheeky way and if i did neck roll what's the problem sometimes (laughs) that's how people express themselves like it has nothing to do with anything and I mean, it just goes back to what we said before anyway, like respectability politics. Like somebody told you that neck rolling was bad. So now you're like, okay, I can't neck roll. And that's basically how that Even though sometimes but, your neck, it hits one way and then it angles back. And then it's, so that's just what happens. <laughs> sometimes I need to use my body language to emphasize what I'm saying, just in case yeah, you don't some, understand. Some of us talk it's, out of our neck and some of us talk with our neck. So <laughs> what you going to be, Jackie? Right, and um, sorry, everyone on the show can't be as boring as you, so some of us have to neck roll to keep the, and um, compensate for what your ass is lacking. So, Honestly, if you really think about it, I think it's a very important part in the evolutionary process. I'm like, you're using your body language. Sometimes people are not picking up on the inflection of your words, so I have to emphasize it's my body. So I'm going to neck roll. Here we go. <laughs> so you can really understand the point that really I'm getting at. interesting to me that, like, Jackie of, like, supposedly so like ascended on high that doesn't understand the difference between um, uh, intent versus impact like I don't want to hear any more times how much you didn't mean to hurt Buffy's feelings like and it's like Jackie we were literally all saying (laughs) we're all saying we understand that you did not mean it the point is you did Right. If you hit Buffy in with a car, time. would you tell her she didn't need to go to the hospital because you meant you didn't, it was an accident? Like, 
would is right. this is not the point. The point is is that you hit her with your vehicle. Please call an ambulance. Right. And it doesn't help that she has heavenly to break it. Yeah, and it doesn't help that she has heavenly on her side talking about Jackie is the strongest, most admirable person I know besides daddy. She's the person I what hold in the, the highest fuck regard. Does that have to do anything? Like, so and Jackie has up. someone behind her that's supporting her in her moves. Off. It pissed well, me off that it was heavenly. bias, right? That like yep. someone who's also black is like, oh, she's the most digestible and well-behaved black person I know. So this is my um who I emulate. Right. It pissed me off that it was heavenly also co-signing here because I'm like heavenly. You yourself, like we had just said earlier, had an issue with how Jackie said something. Mm-hmm. Was her intention, which I feel like is debatable. She claims that her intention wasn't to shame or embarrass this woman, which I'm like, I, and that's my only issue with the whole intent versus impact thing in this context, because I do think her intent was to be rude. Uh, <laughs> because I have a hard time understanding how Why Jackie says things and place. doesn't think yeah. Her intention, I, 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 or I doesn't—I I have a hard time understanding how she doesn't see why that would be offensive, even. Especially being an OB, are you kidding me? The, oh, yeah, like, exactly. Why, that especially feels like a HIPAA with violation. you having an issue with your infertility—if you're ever going to use that term—but you have an issue with your own issues getting pregnant. Why would you think that somebody would want you to just bring that up randomly? on stage at some events like why like you know what I mean it's just I'm not understanding how you don't understand how she would be offended by that and the same thing with the whole fat comment I don't understand why you wouldn't think that she would be like upset by you calling her fat and unhealthy in the middle of this event with people she don't know like (laughs) so I don't understand Jackie and I don't think she's always the person that says the right things if at all so the whole voice of reason thing with her on that is bizarre but we say all that to say <laughs> yeah now we're back here because well. she's us right she's upset that simone um she says quote unquote didn't have her back at the reunion when asked when buffy said do you feel like i got a proper apology and simone was like no you didn't i thought that was pretty objective she didn't get an apology period so i don't know why jackie got mad about that um <laughs> also make showing but, that jackie's not I mean, the greatest person because her excuse to be a good friend is that you have to have blind loyalty and not be able to voice honestly how you feel and just evaluate something and say hey i, don't, I think that was fucked up yeah why is she well not, like there must have been a portal at that reunion like the hours and hours <laughs> and hours that they shot that like Jackie's mind could have was like open enough that Simone could have been like, I understand that you're my friend and she's my friend, but what you did hurt her. Your intent, your intention do not matter. I was concerned because her feelings were hurt. We would like you to also be concerned. Like this could have been like, I don't understand why this was never explained to her. Like they had so much time to do this. And Jackie was pretty tall at that reunion. So I don't I know feel why like it didn't... was. What's up? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying, like, I feel like it was explained to her. Was it explained to her, like, that cut and dry? Cut and dry. I don't know. Well, if you're that. arguing that your intention wasn't to hurt her, then I w- that would explain that somebody told you that you hurt her. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, and she I also... Have... 
Yeah, I have to have this conversation with people all the time where like, I, you can tell me what your intentions are all day long, but it's, it doesn't change the current reality. So I don't know that anyone ever said that to her, like Mm. at the impact or the intention versus impact conversation, like she could benefit from it. Well, maybe maybe Buffy tried and Buffy didn't get to. Um, I didn't mind Buffy on the show. Uh, I, I mean, I guess they had to get her out of here quick, but I thought her dynamic was interesting. So I would like to see a little bit more of that because it was weird and I didn't understand it. And I like that. Um, but yeah, she I was a real in and out. Have we ever had a one season wonder like that on this show? I don't think so. Denise? Denise. Janice. Den- I was going to say Janice. Who was that? Right? The real, real estate woman isn't that her name uh remember mariah had like a let's all get together and like make up thing at her house and then heavenly and i swear her name was janice they got into it yeah i do know what you're talking about vaguely but i didn't know that she was like loki part of the cast she went on the trip with them yeah you're right <laughs> the way you said Janice, I thought you were like I was wrong for a second. I was like, did I? <laughs> no, it's just we were like, wait, what? I don't remember. And even that, that character, your... Jill, did Jill come back ever? Well, Jill went to jail, I think. Oh, okay, so she wasn't able to make it back. But still, she was a one season wonder too, right? She was like a half season wonder. Janice was mm. there from the beginning to the end, and I think Buffy was too. But yeah, Jill like got in some trouble with the law for like. um abusing her husband in front of her children oh wow okay yeah it's oh, dark stuff. Okay. yeah oh and carrie oh. was the one season wonder what am i talking about okay keep going but carrie we keep seeing we kept like they kept dropping little little seedlets of carrie yeah uh, yeah they did carrie um never really so no she didn't and she's still around like she's still toy as and everything and we'll see her back again this season they allude to i know i'm yeah. excited <sighs> yeah so that and then we basically learned that so that's why jackie has a problem with simone and then why simone has a problem is because she felt she felt like i guess jackie took precedence with of her friendship with heavenly over their own and so like how do y'all feel about that like was it true or no or I feel like it's ridiculous because like it was all about that tweet that Heavenly said like oh Cecil needs to get a job like is is there more to the story that like we just don't know because that seems like a really stupid reason to hate somebody no I seriously (laughs) I wrote that down to myself I'm like it can't be over that and him saying like she like whatever the fuck I think it was more so the one tweet was kind of weird about how he's always drunk, he has a drinking problem kind of thing. Oh, there is I, that one. Too. I think that's the one she's probably more upset about, but you're not going to continue to bring up, you said he had a drinking problem, you're going to be like, oh, you said he's broke, like, but you're really pissed that she said that shit about the drinking problem. I think it's not even just, I think maybe it's just the sheer quantity, because I, I have a feeling that Heavenly wasn't just stopping at, like, two tweets. I think she was, like, just doing, like, Katie Maloney rage text and just keep going and going and going. Squad, <laughs> like, yeah. 
and just firing at it. So <laughs> Henny Heavenly is is her name. So I think <laughs> that was the issue there. Like she was just going on and on and on and on. Um, and, and, and I don't remember what that was in response to. It was in response Why did to Heavenly... people making a tweet about how he needs to get his hat pressure, house pressure washed, which harkened back to like yeah, the Mariah. Mariah saying that her house, that Heavenly's house was nasty and she needed to get a pressure washed. Mm-hmm. So he, he was <laughs> quoting Mariah and like, you know, shading he- Heavenly. So Heavenly's like, You're, you need to get a job and you're drunk all the time. Like, to me, this is just fun. Like, if this happened to my partner, I would just be like, please just use Twitter better. Like, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, but again, like, it just, uh, very Scorpio, very extreme, like, Okay, yeah, he said you need to get your house pressure washed, which is probably true. Um, because if multiple <laughs> people are saying that your shit is dirty looking, then it probably is. And <laughs> and you fire back with saying I'm an unemployed alcoholic. <laughs> like I just it's it's not really on the same level, in my opinion. Um I think she did say something like, Oh, maybe I should have hired you to pressure wash the house because you ain't got yeah, no, job. no job. <laughs> heavenly makes me laugh so hard that's 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 so funny that's so funny (laughs) i feel like if she had just said that and kept it there then that would have been fine but that would have been awesome that would have been fair you had your mouth open and you should know (laughs) that's it i'll hire you since you're looking for a job to wash my house that since you're Period. employed, you want to come do it? Like, yeah, that would have been funny. Since you're unemployed <laughs> and you noticed this job to do, come here's, do it. Here's the hose, buddy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, they're arguing for a, a dumb reason anyway. Um, it's so stupid. But, like, I'm not on either person's side necessarily, but I do. Can, I can see how Heavenly probably did too much in that scenario. Because I, I don't can't feel believe like they've people... fallen out this long over this. I right. exactly. It's so like I'm. Because I don't. I'm lost. I'm lost. <laughs> so in either event, I don't know. Maybe someone, someone figured out that. Jackie sucks. Maybe she rewatched <laughs> the seasons. Hopefully. Uh, <laughs> right. And and so here we are. So they're arguing about that. So I mean. Do you guys feel they're going to repair their relationship or do you not? Like, what are you thinking about this? Is this just long drawn out but they're going to get back together or not? Because obviously we've seen the next episode. Um, one, they try to have, they have, a, try to have a sit down, but I don't know. Jackie was being really cold. She does that thing where she like pretends like it doesn't bother her, but it does. And that's getting old to me too. I'm like, Jackie, you're too grown at this point. You've been through cancer multiple times you've lost children you've had your husband cheat on you multiple times like i need you to be emotional it's all right you don't gotta be the rock if this relationship with simone is really bothering you like the distance is really bothering you i need you to just come out and say that it's bothering you but she was doing that so over it i'm so over i how many sit downs do they need like (laughs) if this is the running storyline for this season i'm gonna freak out (laughs) <laughs> yeah seriously i really I'm, hope it's not i don't care if they make up and that's the thing i don't care uh-uh <laughs> like, i feel I very want... 
I, I want them to both leave at this point. Like, and just go, go, uh, go talk it out off camera because I can't see you talk it out anymore. Because remember, like, when um, Quad brought up the barbecue to Simone and she was like, you hurt me. And she was like, how are you going to bring up shit from two years ago? Yeah. We're going on two years now of her being pissed about this fucking pressure wash can ex- exchange. <laughs> um, I just want to go on record and say that both Jackie and Simone and Heavenly for that matter uh, have fixed sign placements and I remember when I said earlier about holding grudges. So yeah. So we can really expect them to hold a grudge for a while. Did you say fixed sign? Thick sign placements? Like sign. Thick? So in in their cases, Leo and Scorpio. Um, okay. But also, like I said, Taurus and Aquarius are also fixed signs. And Taurus, I think of Quad, and Quad never used to let that shit with Ryan go either. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Big grudge okay. hold of these people. Yeah. So, honestly, this can go on forever because it's three... <laughs> it's three women that are perfectly okay with holding a grudge being and they're all mad at each other so okay, i don't what, what sign is jackie jackie's a leo oh simona jackie's... has a, a leo moon i think and then mm. we said heavenly's a scorpio sun heavenly's a scorpio okay all right yeah. well um if this continues <sighs> to go on and nothing else happens like i'll cry we're gonna all freak out so yeah. so we're all consensus we don't care about their relationship whether it, <laughs> it comes back together or not nope um if it's going to come back together it needs to come back together within the next week <laughs> right if this goes on past episode three i'm gonna be pissed um yeah just bring in lisa nicole cloud to like make everybody mad and, and, quad. <laughs> and quad comes in next episode so i'm hoping she'll give us a nice shake up so that we can focus on something else yeah, yeah, I saw her yelling to the point that her like shield fogged up, so it, it should be good. <laughs> She's so passionate. Um, and then yeah, speaking of passionate, and then I guess the only other point was Toya fucking freaking out. Um, oh, Toya. <laughs> she was just being drunk. She's having a drunk Sweet moment. Baby and she, angel Toya. And she's like, like us. She's like, I'm tired of hearing this shit. Make up or don't, but we're not gonna keep talking about it. Can we talk about how Toya pulled that piece of crap out in a full piece? Like, that, I was jealous of that. Seamlessly with talent. no cracker either. She just did it with her hands. She did talent. it with her hands and then just pulled it out with her face. And I was just like, you're just, you're just an angel on earth. While drunk. <laughs> what a task (laughs) i mean to be honest what i've i've done some pretty like amazing things that i could never do sober when i'm drunk i could parallel park like nobody's business when i was drunk so like sometimes (laughs) sometimes your skills are just really honed when you're on one um so i think that like but toya in this at this party was like the her insistence on having food was I just I really identified with it um I would have been the person sitting there cracking crab claws and crab legs with my hands and sucking it out in front of everybody fighting (laughs) at this elegant party where I'm supposed to be wearing a mask like I could see it I could I could have been me 
<laughs> yeah, same. I feel like she was the audience in that moment. Like, for sure. I was more worried about the food because even later in the second episode, somebody said, like, I didn't eat the crab out the bucket, but the rest of the food was delicious. And I was just curious, like, what was the rest of the food? Mm. Oh, there were like huh. little, like, pigs and blankets. <laughs> <laughs> right. One of those little situations. Um, Go probably some and chips partly. and dip. Um, right. I don't know. They had. They probably had like an entire like barbecue situation set up, right? Right. They do not. Uh, they do not mess around when it comes to food. Yeah, yeah we're pretty good. Like Jackie's involved. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then, then we're all sad. Um, <laughs> and then I guess on that last note, speaking of Jackie and speaking of food, Simone has this graduation barbecue for her son and doesn't invite Jackie. So, I mean, I don't know I, where the relationship is going. So check it out. If I'm mad at you and it's a pandemic and I'm supposed to have a small party, like I'm not going to write you. Like it makes sense. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah. That's how you feel, Jay. Do you agree? Or like, what are you thinking? I mean, yeah, to a person who cares about the pandemic, but they live in Atlanta and I, and I don't think that it really mattered <laughs> about the number. I just think she didn't want Jackie there. Oh. Because um, they were also guess... outdoors. So I'm like, I mean, how crowded is it, you know? Um, it is pretty shady that Anila came. Yeah, come on. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't know I your think... son from Harry. <laughs> I think it was a little, even though um, I'm definitely more neutral in this fight, if I had to really like lean anywhere it would be leaning more towards Simone than Jackie but I would say that Simone should have just invited her it'd have been an easy an easy uh you know olive branch move like listen especially because it's not about her it's about the son it would have been nice yeah you know my son you know my family like whatever just come I could say I did something you know what I mean like in a very easy way that we don't have to do a sit down thing i don't got to sit and talk to you I gotta, the focus is not on you and me it's on my son you're not going to act up because it's well because one you're jacking you're boring anyway but it's also about my son so and you're i don't know around the corner <laughs> like i just feel like it was she just couldn't invite her but i love that it was in the parking lot of her strip mall OBGYN office like that was hilarious <laughs> i mean i think it's I think it's hilarious that all of these OBGYN offices are in strip malls. Like, I don't live in a place where that's a thing. Like, I, <laughs> like right. mine is in, in a hospital. <laughs> that's where I go to the gyno. Um, but like, every time they showed their offices, and like, I know that like, um, like Heavenly's like kind of in a strip. Like Heavenly's off. Like they're all just like kind of these little strip mall areas. And I don't know Atlanta very well, so maybe. That's just like how it looks, um, right? In the suburbs, I guess if we're not explicitly downtown, then maybe. But I, it, 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 it always tickled me to be like, who is gonna go to the gynecologist at the strip mall? Um, <laughs> like that's the last place on earth I would ever expect to see one, and that's the last place on earth I would ever expect to get decent care. Yeah, that's so funny. Like next to your favorite like sub shop. Yeah, it's like your right, gyno. Like, Is it like a cigar Mike's. shop? Yeah. Um, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Do they have that in Atlanta? I just like 
threw that out of there. Um, Let yeah, me like, get an unhealthy sub right after Jackie tells me that I'm fucking fat. Like, <laughs> Nini's boutique is also was, like, in a strip mall. So, like, swag boutique next to, like, Simone's gyno next to, like, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if the Lanethia Lounge is also in a strip mall. I have a if feeling it is, it throw it is. in there. So, <laughs> I, I, I was in Atlanta for like 36 hours. I went for a wedding. Um, mm-hmm. But so I don't really know that much about it. And I definitely didn't make it to like the outskirts. But like, um, it's it. And I like I have been to Salt Lake City and like everything's a strip mall there. Like, bar, I, like unless you're right downtown, like everything, like even bars are all in strip malls. Um, so it, maybe it's just that kind of place. But um, coming from like a pretty urban place um, and then living in Seattle, like I don't, I would never, I would never patronize anywhere that's a strip mall if I could avoid it, especially if it's a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, when I think of a strip mall, I think of like eating food out of like somewhere from a strip mall, never like going to gyno or like. Right. Anything important. Right. If, if right. eating food for me, it's like I'm driving back home from somewhere or I'm driving somewhere and I need to like stop and get like something to eat. It's not like um I don't there's there just aren't strip malls here. And I think that is <laughs> I mean, Jay, I know you've not been here that long, but and I know you live near a mall. Um, but strip malls really aren't like a thing here. Yeah, no, they're not at all. And yeah, you have to go pretty far out. Right there, I've been to like maybe a single singular strip mall here, but everything else is kind of it makes. Yeah, no, there's not a lot of strip malls, and I never thought about that. I guess I never put it in perspective like that. I that to me that I've always thought that was funny, but then that she's like, oh well, instead of like one of like the palatial like homes that I have access to through the show. I'm gonna throw it in the parking lot of my gyno, my strip mall gyno, my gyno office. Like, it seems strange to me. <laughs> like, there are so many houses with like so much space. Why are we doing right. it in this parking lot? It was like a tailgate hmm. theme. I don't, I don't know. Oh, because they wanted the food trucks. Okay. I think they wanted I the guess. food trucks, and they were trying to like. I guess it was easier to do outdoor than to try to do COVID regulation indoor. Um, well, we, we could do it at Toya's house. Toya had food trucks. Toya has a <laughs> beautiful backyard. I don't know what Simone's house even looks like other than the outside. Like they never really show the estate. But um, yeah, I, they I, don't have establishing shots for her house. If I, I mean, she like, definitely could do another one now. I mean, don't they have more than one house, too? <laughs> didn't she so. give up? It was the North and South house. And didn't she give up one of the houses so she could live with her man? I I think she gave up the one that she was renting. I think they're still back at the original house. Yeah. I, don't, I got the impression they didn't give it up because Michael would talk about going over there to, like, joke. He joked more than once about having a party over there. Um, hmm. So I think that it, it still might be in their, in their life. But... Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. But if I were Michael and I graduated high school and I got like totally like, um, like ripped off because it's COVID and like he didn't get he didn't get to do all the like milestone stuff that one does as a senior. He did get to walk, which I was surprised to see. But again, this is Atlanta. 
Absolutely. Um, but um, I would have been like, this is my party. Like, like this is this is what you could pull off. Like, I think I would have been bummed. But then again, at 18, I was an asshole. So maybe Michael <laughs> isn't. Maybe Michael's not an asshole 18 year old. <laughs> Um, I did want to ask, like, what's the deal with the older brother? Like, he looked like really, like, he's 22 now. And like, is he, did we, did we ever find out, like, did he finish school? Like, what's his deal? (laughs) One of my real points of contention with Simone is that, like, she kind of tried to make it seem cute that her sons were, like, stunted in their growth but like not really doing great in school and didn't seem to really have a passion and just like not capable at all she's like oh it's like funny and I was like I don't know if I think that's really funny I don't I think maybe something oh that they didn't know how to do their own laundry yeah it was not cute to me whatsoever and I'm like teach these kids or make Cecil teach these kids or hire somebody to teach these kids (laughs) like what's the deal with these these man children you're making and just like putting out there so I don't I don't really know what the deal is with these kids that she has um <laughs> I guess we'll see yeah Miles just looked like he rolled out of bed to like go to this party yeah. <laughs> for sure he didn't like seem he, um he even gave me the vibe of like the family member that you know is like on drugs that like shows up like at like special events but you're just happy to see them there yeah yeah you're just happy to see that they're not dead like that's i mean this is like my own past coming through here so (laughs) you're assigning so much to michael (laughs) i'm like miles miles looks like he's uh he's the family member that everybody's worried about (laughs) really he probably just woke up from a nap and i'm um i'm projecting and even I just called him Michael. Like he's so irrelevant. Like he's Miles. Yeah, I know. And I'm that's what I'm saying. The only one I know is Michael, really, because Miles. I feel like he's always been like a blip in the ra- radar for me. And he was going to Har- Howard. I really hope that like he at least finished his degree because um... <laughs> I have a weird feeling. No. Okay. Well, because no, didn't he leave and had to do like some sort of like. you know like local college stint or something yeah he was going to georgia state and she had to like rouse him out of bed at like 10 30 yeah <laughs> which i mean yes. in college that was rough for me too and it's not it's not not rough currently <laughs> yeah but you just, it's but your mommy can't wake you up yeah but part of the growing up part <laughs> is that you have to rouse yourself at some point like you know it's just things yeah. you gotta yeah, there's nobody to pull me out of bed, which is sometimes why I start right. work, work from Or, class. you know, maybe you don't go to class because I was a part of the members that like Oh, for sure. That yeah, I, me too. That took some liberal skip days. Like, I'll say that, but I still got the job done. So I don't know. You know, it's... Well, I oh. didn't finish my bachelor's till last March. So I am definitely in the club of like... Um, I fucked around a little too much both times I tried to go to college and then finished when I was like 38. So <laughs> hey, um, but you finished. Absolutely. I did. I finished the my my uh my last day of like my final, my last final was a year ago. Well, not for you, Jay. A year ago the 16th. 
Oh, so okay. it's like a full year ago. <laughs> Congratulations um, on your anniversary. Right. Yay. Um, thank you. But like I when I saw that, I was like, ooh, she's thinking that he's not gonna finish and he's 26. What if he doesn't finish till he's 40? Like I <laughs> it's so funny. I always oh. tell the story of like I my dad also he like didn't finish when he first went either. And I remember when I was younger and I grew up, like, I just never, like, understood the concept. You know what I mean? Because you're in school your whole life. So it's like, oh, like, it's like school, like, whatever. And then you go to college. It's like, I totally understand the concept of, like, leaving and never coming back. I 100% get it. Or taking a longer time or just having to postpone it. Like, life happens. Like, you know what I mean? You get older and you get it. There's so many reasons as to why you might not be able to. You know what I mean? Like, and a lot of them may not even be like scholastic. Like it, there's just life happens really. Yeah. Um, when I tried so- to go back, I was 26 and I had already like established a really unhealthy relationship with going out and drinking. So I was like, I tried to like meld those worlds. Like, um, and I was just like, oh, those don't work. So I, guess, <laughs> I guess when I stay out till two in the morning and close the bar class at nine, is not gonna work right (laughs) yeah so then the third time is when i went back and actually banged it out but third time's a charm it really was but yeah i think that if you as long if you stay in school from like and don't like stop um like i did i stopped at 22 like i had a year left um and if i had not done that i would have finished at like quote unquote normal age but um you have a feeling miles uh given his gap gap year and inability to get out of bed it seems like an involuntary gap year too access to like luxury vehicles despite not yeah i noticed the porsche Mm -hmm. yeah that um perhaps there's not a lot of motivation (laughs) (laughs) i think simone likes it like that so i guess it's fine yeah um yeah sorry we kept you for this long i don't know how that happened i feel Um, bad for you because it is now the middle of the night where you are um and this is i fully intended to be kept till at least nine so we're i'm good oh it's 10 okay oh well yeah yeah. (laughs) i I Um, feel like that um my tangential tendencies is what really kept this uh kept this going so i really appreciate that's fine time. we love a good tangent um because i got them but yeah <laughs> so just uh plug your socials for the listeners um whoever's still listening i yeah. was gonna say for whoever's <laughs> still awake um i am lily on uh the ig i'm under she's starting uh there's no g on the end of that it's she's starting and i'm also under she's starting on um twitter and i don't use twitter too much but feel free to follow me in both places um and other than that uh you can see me in lots of comments and uh thanks uh to j and j for having me and reading my chart and just talking about me for hours it was a pleasure (laughs) it was a joy and i um i appreciate your your labor no problem and on that note folks we're out of here and we will talk to you soon